Great to have you today on our YouTube live stream. We're going to be live for the next four hours. Going to be having a lot of Omegle chats. We're going to see who God allows us to meet. People across the world, all kinds of backgrounds. We're going to be sharing one very important message, the message of the gospel. Ruben was just sharing with us just before we started the stream about how in the Netherlands, where he's from, you know, it's very kind of gone against god even though i had a christian background gone against god now supporting a whole lot of ungodly things and yet the hope for this is the gospel what that country needs and what every country needs is that gospel message to be to be proclaimed because that is truly the power of god for salvation to everyone who believes and so that message has been entrusted to us as christians and you guys get to be a fly on the wall today as we go and share the good news with the world Let's get the team that is here to say hello to you. Here we go. It's a hello from Ryan. It's a hello from Paul. G'day from Glenn. Hello from Abraham. Just a normal hello from Ruben. Hello from Zach. Hi from Carissa. Hello, greetings in Christ from Harmony. There we go. We had normal hellos and then uh, enthusiastic hellos as well, which is great to see. Um, that's an awesome team here, faithful laborers. Um, appreciate every one of them, and would love for you guys to join the team as well. That the invite is open to anyone who wants to be trained up. Um, just simply message us, message us on in Instagram or TikTok or our website, and we can organise training with you. But first up. We got our good friend Abraham from cold Melbourne. Is it cold there today, Abraham? Yeah, it might be like five degrees over here. <laughs> so, oh, <wow>. yeah. <laughs> no beanie on today. No. Nah, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you pray for us, man? Warm our hearts with some prayer and jumping in some, to some chats. All right, cool. Heavenly Father, um, we need your strength and help. So please give us the words and sustain our internet and save your people in jesus name amen let's go hey yo what's up hey man can i ask you a question sure yeah what do you think happens after you die what um what do you think happens after you die well it depends on what you believe in what do you think if you're christian if you're christian you follow god and you um like ask him into your heart and you trust him stuff yeah. you go to heaven but if not go to hell sir so are you a christian as well yes are you a christian yeah yeah nice yeah and do you think god will let you into heaven well it depends i'm christian so yes okay so if god asks you why should i let you into heaven what would you say because i followed you faithfully okay so do you think you've been a faithful person um, I feel like this is a trick, but I try to, but I'm only human after all, right? Yeah, I don't think none of us have been, like, faithful, because, like, I know I've lied before. Have you ever lied? Yes. Yep, same. But, but then, but the, what matters is, like, that we go to God and we ask for forgiveness, right? 
Okay, we'll, we'll just talk about that just in a second, but we're just looking about um, the sins I've done. Because have you ever been um, rude or disrespectful to someone before? Um, yes, but like, um, I heard a good analogy. If we do three sins a day, right? Like, um, that's like, by the end of our life, if we lived to like 70, that's like 70,000 sins. That's and a lot, before, man. Yeah, if we go before, and that's only three sins a lot. That's only three sins, right? Every day. Just like a little thing. And so if we go to like the judge, God says, why should I let you in? Um, it's like a judge, like you go before a judge and you have 70,000 speeding tickets. He's like, why should I let you in? There's no reason you can't explain it. It's like a free gift that like is un unexplainable. Yep. We'll just talk about this in a second, but we're just looking at our guilt first. Because like, let's look at another thing. Have you ever been rude or disrespectful to someone before? Yes. Yeah, same. So if these are just some of God's rules that we've broken, do you think he'd find us innocent or guilty? Guilty. Yeah. And so since we're guilty, do we deserve a prize from God or a punishment? Um, we, well, I mean, we deserve a punishment, but that's not necessarily what we're going to get. Yeah. So what do you think a punishment would sound like? Heaven or hell? Hell. And so then how do you think you can avoid hell? Well, you follow God and you ask for forgiveness. <clears throat> Even if you do that, does that actually remove all the sins that we've committed? Yes. Imagine today I did some crimes and I asked for forgiveness. Do you think the judge will let me go? No, because it's a judge, it's a human, not God. Well, in the same way, though, God is a judge, and that's where we get our source of justice from. I know, but but it, it it clearly states in the Bible that we will that our sins have been washed away. Does it, it does. It, it does say our sins get washed away, but not by asking forgiveness. Because asking forgiveness, I know, but our sins get washed away. Yep, but it doesn't get washed away by confessing because confessing doesn't fix our. Sins. How, how do you think? How do you think we? How do you think? Um, our sins get washed away. Yeah. Because, how would you, how yeah. would you say that? Well, our, what do, well what do based you on think? the Bible, we need someone to take our punishment for us. Well, so, Jesus took; he died on the cross, took all sin. Yeah, like our good. sin, he bore the weight of our sin. Yeah, nice. So then, if he does that for you, where do you end up? Heaven. Yeah. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because, um, I've tried my best, and I've I've walked with God, and well, I've not, done I've done what He said. To my best ability, or not to my best ability, but but I've tried to, and um, since we're human, we sin. But remember, we we haven't lived for God. We've we've broken His rules. And remember, do you go to heaven based off what you've done for God? I know, but but or what God for has all done for, you for all have fallen short and sinned before God. You're right, but do we go to heaven based off what we've done for God or what He's done for us? He's done for us. Yeah. So therefore. Why can God let you into heaven? Because this is just going nowhere. You're not like, like, are you actually Christian or you just like go online to fight people to argue? Well, yeah, I'm not here to debate. I actually, um, I'm a Christian and I want, I want you to be certain of going into heaven. 
like what, what what i want i want to hear what what you're saying so like it's not us like we explain it to me what you're saying like how how do we get to heaven yeah we according we, to you well according to god we need god to die for us that's the only way we can go to heaven because jesus dies as a free gift do you have to do anything good to get this free gift um you yeah um you don't have to do good but you follow like what the bible says like trust god or like ask god into your heart surrender to him and pray and then try to try to try to go to church and read yep, your bible. Okay. well imagine today i gave you 20 dollars but i said you gotta wash my car is that a free gift um yes it's an exchange well it's not a free gift because you're working for it but 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 following god isn't a work he just asks one thing well if you if you have to do something physical you're actually well, doing well it's like to it's like if, if it wouldn't be there's free. like a ship sinking right there's a ship sinking there's a lifeboat right the ship is sinking the captain says hop on the boat you hop you're obeying the captain by hopping off the sinking boat and onto the lifeboat you're yep. obeying the the captain you can't get on if and you have to receive it you have to take it yeah you receive it i'm not saying you, like a birthday present you don't open it till you get till you so but till just, it's just birthday. wait though if jesus dies as a free gift we can't do anything good to get it yeah i don't really know where you're going with this but you're not really because men Maybe I'll show you some passages of the Bible that talk about this. What are are you? What what like what version of Christian? Like I'm just just a Bible believing Christian. But have you ever church? heard you about? You go to church. You go to church. Yep. What like what denomination? Uh, I just I just go to a Baptist church. But have you ever Baptist? heard about? Okay. Have you ever heard about this passage, Ephesians two and nine? It says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it's not your own doing; it's a gift." not a result of works so that yes. no one reversed so what yes. what do you think that's saying you've been saved through faith by by your faith in god you've been saved it's not your own doing it's a gift to god yeah it's a gift so therefore nothing we've done following god isn't going to get us into heaven we're just going to be trusting that god has died for us yes so if you're trusting in Jesus to pay for all of your sins, tomorrow you do 10 sins, then you die. Where do you think you would end up? Heaven. Yeah, heaven, because he pays for the last 10 sins. So if you die right now, how sure that you'll go to heaven from... 100%. Yeah, awesome. So does doing good things have any part you going to heaven? No. No. Awesome. Does asking like, for... like the Mormons, the Mormons believe that if you're... If you do good things, we'll get to heaven. Nothing. We can't do anything to work our way to heaven. Yeah, amen. Nice. Like, there's yeah. no way to, like, yeah. repay I definitely the gift agree. that's been given to us. So, how about this one? Does asking forgiveness have any part you going to heaven? Does what? Does asking forgiveness have any part you going to heaven? Well, the Bible says you should ask for forgiveness. So, it's like, yeah. Okay. You should admit that you're a sinner, right? Well, you should say sorry to God, but the Bible doesn't say that's how you get saved. Just like well, it's not how you get saved. It's not how you get saved. But once you are saved, if you're a born again Christian, um, 
you should ask for forgiveness. You shouldn't just, oh, just put it off. Just, oh, God, God, you shouldn't just like um, go beat up somebody and have in the back. Of, oh, God will forgive me. So I can just do bad. I can do whatever I want. God will forgive me. Shouldn't have that mentality. I agree. I agree that we should ask for forgiveness. But do you think that has any part you going to heaven? Um, I don't know. Don't know. Because it's sort of like this. If we think we'll go to heaven because we've asked for forgiveness, are we trusting in Jesus or ourselves? Jesus. Well, if we think we're going to heaven because we've asked for forgiveness, that's not trusting in Jesus. That's trusting in ourselves. Buddy chats, are you able to put your phone down just for the chat? What? Just, just I just was looking up some Bible. I was just looking up oh, the Bible. Oh, here. okay, cool, yeah. Yeah. But I just because that that really sparked something, I'm just gonna do a little research as we talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah um, trying to find some stuff on asking for forgiveness, so we can talk about it. So, like, maybe like you could explain it to me. Yeah, because even that verse we just we just pointed out Ephesians two, it says we're, we're saved by grace through faith, not of our doing. So we're saved not of our own accord or anything we've done. That would include asking forgiveness as well. So I have a question for you now. Where do you think you're going to go? Like, what do you think happens when you die? Like yeah, your personal... so, yeah, so heaven or hell, and I'm certain I'll go to heaven because of the work of Jesus. What, what makes you certain? Because Jesus has finished all the work. I don't have to do any work. He's done it all. Yeah. What what makes you certain of that? Because I know my Savior didn't lie. He backed up his claims by rising from the dead. He's he, it says in it says in the Book of Romans that like because Jesus rose from the dead, it shows that we're right before God. We're justified. And so, going back to that question, man, looking at all of this, then does asking forgiveness have any part in you going to heaven? I don't know. Because, like, how about, I sh yeah, have you, you've, this is a pretty famous one as well. John 3, 6. So you just have these on, like. Yeah, I have, a, I have them on the side. I have these on the side. Yeah, but whoever believes in him, so we believe in God. Yeah, believe he's, yeah, pay for sin. So it's not, it's not those who ask for forgiveness have eternal life. It's those who believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think, I I believe that, yeah. Let me just pull up a Bible verse. Just think. This is a good one, I think. Yeah, like, like God sent his world, John. Oh, what? My bad. Still there? Yeah, yeah. I can Still there? Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it says, God sent his son to the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So like you were saying earlier, the, um, he is, a, although he is a judge, he did send Jesus's like main purpose was to save the world from sin. Yeah. And, and so it, he is, although he is a just God, he also is a loving God. Yep. He doesn't want anybody to perish. So he well, tries to make it like. Yeah, not quite, because the next time it says in the book of Hebrews that God is, Jesus has come to judge the world. It also, like, it also talks about um, who God is in Nahum. 
about how God is a jealous God, a vengeful, wrathful God, who by no means let the guilty go unpunished. So God does want people to be, I guess, punished because he's a good God. But I wanted to focus on this, though, because imagine today I do some crimes and I ask for forgiveness to the judge. Do you think the judge will let me go? It um, it depends on it. Really depends because he's human. Depends on the mood he's in. I know. Okay. I just was talking to um a friend of mine today. Actually, um, they went. They were going thirty over, and they crashed their car and hit somebody. And the yep. judge said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna let you go this one time because I know that you're just a kid." Okay. But what I'm trying to point out is though, even if I said sorry to the judge, it doesn't remove the past actions I did. And so because God's holy as well, me saying sorry doesn't remove my sin, so it doesn't get me out of hell. I need Jesus to remove my sin. I know, but it like it like at least shows that you care. Like Sure. Like I I'll, although it like doesn't do anything, it it's like humbling yourself, admitting that you're wrong, like because Jesus knows, Jesus knows I'm going to beat my brother up tomorrow. Or if he may, makes me mad, I might call him a name. Jesus knows I'm going to do that, but he knows everything. But it's it's the fact that admitting, not running, admitting that we're wrong, going back and making things right. And I think there's a because because things. because in the end, he knows he, he knows who's going to go to heaven and hell. He knows it, but they're not predestined. Okay. But so then, so then, man, if we're saved, not anything we've done, like we're not saved by the good things we've done, that would include asking forgiveness. Therefore, would asking forgiveness have any part in you going to heaven? No. Yeah. Not, not, but not going to heaven, but it's still, um, you still should not. Like it says in the Bible, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You should still make things right. Yeah. You should try to live peaceably with all men. Right? So you should try to, although it doesn't have to do with you going to heaven, you should still do it because the Bible talks about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We should ask if forgiveness, but that doesn't save us. And what if someone thinks they'll go to heaven for two reasons? Because of Jesus, but also because they ask for forgiveness and followed God's rules. And try to be faithful. Where do you think they'll end up? Can you say that one more time? Yes. Yeah, so if someone thinks they'll go to heaven because of Jesus, but also because they follow his rules, try to be faithful. Where do you have think they admitted they're... that they're wrong and try to come to the Lord and see and um tries try to follow him? I think they can go to heaven, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just just to check with you, just um what do you mean by following God? Do you mean like obeying his rules? obeying his rules you know like like when someone when they're like hey you know what i want they admit they're wrong right and then they um they admit they're a sinner they're wrong um they try to read their bible i don't know exactly what it is yeah but, okay um yeah it's so like a born again christian yeah so does those are some really good things but do those things have any part in you going to heaven Yes. Okay. But remember, do we go to heaven by what we do for God, by 
obeying him or by what God has done for us? Both. Okay. Because if be obedient until death, correct? I don't think the Bible verse. I don't, I don't know exact. I don't know exactly sorry, where it is, but there's it, there's a Bible verse. It says be and be, be obedient until death. Yeah, like probably this. See, so we're, like, we're supposed to obey God, but right? it doesn't say to obey God to to go to heaven. Yeah, but remember, if Jesus was taking all your hell punishment, were you going to heaven because of you or because of him? Um. Because of him, because he took every he took all the sin away. Yeah. So then, are you saved by obeying or by what Jesus has done? Both. It's like you. It, you don't have. It's. 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 They're, they're not different. Like you obey and because you. Just. Just and one Jesus second ago, it. we just made the point that we're going to heaven because of him and not ourselves. Yes, but but the Bible clearly tells us to obey. Um, does it the commandments? But does it say to obey to go to heaven or to obey to be? Well, saved? I don't think I don't think if you're trying to say everybody gets to go to heaven because Jesus died. Only those who trust in Jesus will go to heaven. If they don't trust, don't believe, they'll pay for their own. But the Bible isn't, the Bible actually goes against thinking our will and save us. Like I'll show you, I'll show you something that's I'll show a passage we um, patience. Yeah, it is a clear, like a clear verse in um, Galatians. It says, "I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for the no pu- for no purpose." What What do you think that what would be saying? Are you reading out of? Um, it would say in the, it would say in every translation something similar. I'm reading through ESV, but what do you think that passage is saying? Uh, let me just look. Um, I don't know. Um, let me look it up in a different version so I can. Yeah, yeah it's because it's making the point. If if you could get into heaven by your righteousness, any obedience you've done, then Jesus died for no purpose. Then Jesus' death wasn't sufficient. Galatians. Do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Yeah, so if you could get and so if you could be right before God by your obedience or anything you've done. Then Jesus died for no purpose. His death wasn't enough. Do you see the point? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, because do do you agree that Jesus' death on the cross is enough for us to be right before God? Um. Well, actually, well, I mean, every day, um. Everyday walk, like the Bible does say, um, pray fervently. You're supposed to talk with God, right? Yeah, but and so I think I think there you have to you have to put in the work to see progress, right? Because should, because should, being a Christian because being a work. Christian isn't always um, 
about like just oh I'm I'm good. Jesus died for me. I said the prayer. I'm done. You I'll give you an example why would it be like that if you're believing this? Because if you're in a burning building, fireman comes, saves your life. Do you think you'd be thankful? Yes. Would you want to go punch him after he just saved you? Um, probably not. Yeah, you wouldn't. It's the same with Jesus. We're trusting in him. We're going to be so grateful that we would want to do good things out of gratitude and obey. Yeah, we want it. We want to worship him and um, pray with him and talk with him and walk with him, right? Yeah, but not to not for us to go to heaven because we're sitting, we're still in God's credit. Because do you think Jesus' death on the cross um, is enough? It's like sufficient. Oh, probably. Hey, I got like, I got like two more minutes, and then I'm going to church. Oh, you're going to church um, today? Yeah. What day is it? Is it today, Monday, or Tuesday? Where where are you located? Oh, I'm from Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're in America. Yeah. Is it Sunday for you guys? No, it's Tuesday. Oh well. Do you got like youth or something or? No, I have I have um Sunday is just normal church. Oh. Okay. And then Tuesdays is men's Bible study, and then Wednesdays we have normal study, and then Fridays youth group. Oh. What church is it? Is it called? It's called Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel. Oh, yeah, I've never heard about it. Um, There's yeah. a new movie that just came out about it. Um, it's called The Jesus Revolution. Nah, I haven't heard about it. But um, if you want to keep on chatting, though, man, check out needgod.net because what I've been trying to point out, man, is our obedience is not going to pay for us and it's not going to get us into heaven. Because oh, do you think obeying God and following his rules will get you into heaven? Um, well, if we obey God, yes. Okay, but remember, though, it says in Ephesians, we're not saved by what we've done. Obedience is something that we do. So we can't go okay. to heaven by that. I got to go, man. You got to go? What? Heavenly Father, Lord, I think you was able to talk to that guy. Um, I think you were in the business of saving yours. Lord, I pray that he'd become yours. I pray you'd save him and humble him. I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind by nature children of wrath like the rest of men. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Lord, please save this next person and um, please be glorified. Jesus, amen. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hello there. Hey. Ask away. Um, did you talk to a guy who has a uh, a, a plary, plary, plary platypus or whatever it's called? I have, yes. I did speak to Ryan. Awesome. What's your name, man? It's Corey. Oh, Corey. Are you in the Discord? I am, yes. 
Oh, nice, man. You should join training. I would, but I'm only really active for like an hour and an hour and a half, maybe. Oh, how come? So like, I just busy during the day, stuff like that. I have appointments. Just okay. Life man, stuff. I, like, are you able to, throughout any of the week, to like set aside some time to be free? Um, I'm usually, obviously, these times are my best times. Like, well, for me in the UK, it's okay. what, half past 12, so it's early mornings the best for me, unless I have work. But, um, yeah, I probably could actually. Uh, but um, I was actually looking for you guys because from the last time I spoke to Ryan, I made a kind of big step up in my dedication and I actually went and bought myself the ESV version of the Bible. Oh, nice. That's so awesome, man. Have you yeah, been reading I'm, it? Uh, yeah, my friend, um, he's a very devout Christian and he told me just start with Mark and read through and I read through it and I'm like, I actually remember a lot of this from school. Man, so, that's awesome. Like I'm going to tell Ryan about that. Do you watch the live streams, by the way? Watching it right now. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I've, I've literally got it on the background. Um, oh. I have, obviously, three monitors. One's usually for my Xbox. Another two I have for, like, if Mono Beagle, like, I like to ask questions. Like, not just, like, obviously, like, people on here, are like, I like to have, like, a little debate every now and again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I'm bored and all my friends are sleeping or some of them aren't the best of uh, influences or they're out drinking. I come on here and like to just have a chat and have a little debate. Okay. Can I um, this sometimes it's like yeah, yeah, ask away. Um I know you've probably already heard the, uh, heard about these questions, but how sure that you'll go to heaven? hundred percent. Awesome. Um well what would you say if God asks you why should I lead to heaven? The reason I should have gone to heaven is because Jesus died for my sins. Awesome. And does asking forgiveness have any part in you going to heaven or doing good? Things? Not at all. Awesome. Well, man, it we'll... may help your conscience in that way, but it will have no effect when you reach the gates and the big man standing there waiting for you. Yeah. So, do you have any questions or anything? So, I briefly asked and I missed it because I had to leave because I was doing something. Um, I had to go to my bed early. I didn't ask uh, for a question, but I think the question's closed. Um, so, if you were to commit a sin or multiple sins within video games, would you have to pay for those sins as well? What do you think? So, like, I play like a lot of like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah. So I kind of try and stay away from the actual killing humans part and stuff oh, like that. Dude, so you know, like, if I not... play zombies and stuff like that, even though I'm killing like the evil dead, like would I still have to pay for those sins? Well, what do you think? I th that's, where I, that's where I get confused because a lot of people say I do, but then other Christian friends say, well, it's interpretation. So it's up to you whether you feel yeah. like you need to pay for them or not. So with Call of Duty, you killing people in video games, that's not sinful. Um, right, and even if it was sinful, Jesus pays for it anyway. But yeah. secondly, man, I don't, I don't recommend playing too much video games because they consume so much of your time. Oh yeah, I I mainly only really play them when like if I'm bored and I have nothing else to do. Like this, like tonight usually I sit and I'll sit and play video games. I'll sit and play FIFA stuff like that just to pass the time. I feel like I don't have anything else to do. Like, if I read my Bible for a few hours, I'll be like, what else do I do now? I'm like, my eyes are sore. I don't want to read anymore. But, man, Just do you know so funny? If, if, you have time, if you have time to play video games, then you have time to do training. Yeah. Yeah, true. Very yeah. true. So like, I, I want to do it, but at the same time, I also get man. very anxious and stuff like that. <laughs> well, 
if if you get into the battlefield and like do it, it would just become natural. Yeah, and definitely. If you know what to say, it's, it's really chill. Yeah, because I actually was speaking to Ryan and he asked me to ask my dad the question about why do I think that we're going to heaven? And I actually stumped them. I didn't expect me to ask it. Oh, really? So what did you actually, say? Uh, so at first he was a bit confused and he's like, what did you ask me? And I started laughing. You've never expected that to come in my mouth. And he just kind of stopped the car and looked at me and went, wait, are you asking me like Christian questions? And I went, dad, you do know that I have a Bible. And he just kind of looked at me and hugged me and he went, I'm proud of you. Oh, wow. And I'm, it's like, we're on our way to a football match and I'm, he's so confused. He's like, why are you asking me this now? I'm yeah. like, because there's never a wrong time to ask those kind of questions. Yeah. And he said to me, I mean, just, and he was obviously a bit confused and mumbled his words. And I went, what if you go to the gates right now, well, for the second time, and you start laughing, you speak to the big man and you say, he says to you, Stephen, why should I let you into heaven? What are you saying to him? And he said the most generic answer because I follow you. And I went, eh, you're going to hell. And he looked at me and went, what? And I went, nope, wrong answer. I went, there is only one answer. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, what? Now only one answer. He's like, what? Yeah. Now, Did you get to you share go, this with him? Yeah, we, we were driving on the way to a football match. It was our local team was playing through in Edinburgh. Yep. So we drove through watching on the way there. We were just talking, listening to music. And I said it to him and he's like, and his exact words were just, amen. Amen. Now, and the only way that you're going to go to heaven is by believing that Jesus died for your sins. And when I left today, he beeped his horn at me to get my attention. He smiled at me and said, just remember, Corey, and he op opened his hands. Keep reading. And I, I will. Don't worry. Yep. Well, that's that's awesome. You you tried sharing this, or you shared this to your dad. There's like a good video that Ryan has made. Um, it's on YouTube. It's like called Common mm -hmm. Analogies. What's right. saying across the conversation. So I recommend watching that, but um mm -hmm. Corey, it was awesome talking to you. Do you have any questions or any other thoughts? Um, not really. I'm just kind of been reading while talking to people on here because some people have some really interesting questions on here. I did speak to somebody I was a bit confused with her question, which I actually really like. Yeah. Um she was talking about how before God created everything, like with the eternalness of how did obviously with eternal goodness and eternal badness come into play before creation yeah so like because god i guess permitted or allowed for these things to happen so that he can yeah. actually punish evil and then shows yeah. mercy as well exactly because she was asking if we were to Obviously, with before creation and time, that it's was it still there? Now, but as long as God existed, it was always there. Yeah, I would ask her what makes you say that because usually it's just yeah, it's statements just, and they don't actually have any basis or yeah, it's because she, it. she just kept asking questions, and I'm like, you see, I would love to answer these questions, but I don't really know the answers. <laughs> so that's why you that's that, why you, yeah, so join training, man. Yeah, because yeah. I did say there is a few people on here. And you will know straight away who they are because they look so professional with their setups. You will know straight away who to ask those questions to. Oh, yeah. And then Ryan's the man. I, yeah, Ryan is the man. Like, if Ryan, you ever have a question, Ryan's the man to go to because he has the answer. Where you, you could finish the question and without even taking a breath to stop finishing, he's like, yep, yeah, and this is the answer. And I'm like, what the, that was quick. 
Yeah. <laughs> right, but, uh, like, I've actually been watching like old videos as well, like going to like other countries for like the missions and stuff like that. Oh, you've been watching, watching the um, yeah videos. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Man. What were your thoughts on it? It was really good, like seeing like other perspectives and stuff like that, like other obviously countries that I've grew up without these kind of like religions and stuff like that. They've only really been taught the one thing, haven't really had the chance to speak and learn of the Bible. It's really good to see like going over and giving these people an actual chance to understand mm. like the word of God and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, Amazing. If that's really encouraging, man, you should definitely so join training. Definitely. Yeah. So I was thinking about it, but it's like there's times where like if I also for you guys, it's really early in the morning because I know you guys are Australian. Uh, for us, obviously, it's what about Such a 9 a.m. for you guys? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's not when it's nine. It's so nine. yeah, it's like early. It's like normal time for you as well. It's like midnight here, so it's yeah. Like, I'd be able to do it for maybe like two hours or such, but yeah. then I'd obviously have to dip off because I'd start going. Mm. Yeah, eyes not work. Can't see. Because if you do it on like a Saturday and Sunday, and you just mm-hmm. probably like stay up, you could do it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like Saturdays and Sundays are usually the easiest times for it. That's when I mostly watch the streams because I have more time to. Yeah. So I'll be like watching the stream, reading the Bible, just reading along as I go along. Well, Corey, and then, I'm... I, and then I'll end up getting focused on the stream and stuff. Like stop watching and read. Yeah. Well, Corey, it was awesome um, talking to you, man. I'm gonna go talk to someone who's probably not a Christian, but I really yeah. encourage you to like join. Yeah, it's been great speaking to you, man. All right, see you, man. See you in heaven. Or right. take care. You. Bye, man. That was awesome. Corey. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you. That was an awesome and encouraging chat. I pray for Corey that he would join training. Uh, pray for this next person. You would say them. Jesus, amen. This is why I love this tag. Not David, but it's like a lion. Hey. I didn't quite touch me. Yo, man. So, yo, yo, man. What do you think happens after you die? Um, I don't know. Don't know. Do you believe in? It says you both like Jesus. Do you believe in Jesus? Sometimes. Sometimes. Kind of changes. Yeah. Like, do you believe that God made the universe? Things like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, just maybe. Yep. Okay. Because like my house right here. Would you ever doubt the existence of the builder for my house? Like the building of your house? Yeah. No. No. It's the same thing with the universe. The universe is here, so therefore needs a universe maker, so there's no reason to doubt the existence of God. Hmm. Do you see that? Never really thought about that. Yeah, and I'm just, what I'm doing, I'm just reminding you of the God you know that exists. Because do you think God will find you as a good person? I hope so. You hope so? Okay. Have you ever lied before? No. You're telling more lies? <laughs> no. Well, man, Let's show some honesty, like, because I, I know I've told a lot of lies. But um, have you ever used bad language? 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, have you ever been rude or disrespectful to someone before? Yeah. Yeah. Same. So, man, if these are just some of God's rules that we're breaking, do you think he's going to find us innocent or actually guilty? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe innocent. You know, okay. I think you would. Yep. Because innocent means <laughs> you've never lied, never did anything wrong. Well, he'll find us guilty, yeah, but man. he'll he'll make us innocent for by forgiving us. Well, it, you're right. We need forgiveness, but in order for him to forgive us, we've got to be guilty first. Yeah. And so then, man, since we're guilty, do we deserve a prize from breaking mm. God's rules or a punishment? Um. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So you do some crimes in society. What did, um, do, do, would you deserve a prize or punishment? Uh, probably punishment, but yeah, yeah I, I guess I'll see what you're saying. Yeah, man. So we deserve God's wrath and anger, his punishment for breaking his rules. And so, man, what do you think that sounds like? Heaven or hell? Probably hell. Yeah, man. We deserve hell. How do you think you can avoid hell? Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop doing all that stuff. Yeah. The only problem Pray. is, even if you do those things, does that remove all the sins that we've done? No. No. Yeah. So it won't actually get us out of hell. This is what will get you out of hell. If someone else takes 100% of all your hell punishment, is there any hell left for you to pay? Uh, no. No, yeah. So if they've taken all your punishment, do you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Yeah, heaven. And that person was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Ah. So then if Jesus pays for all of your sins, where do you get to go? Heaven. Yeah, so then why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus died for my well, sins. Yeah. And he's offering to do this for you as a free gift. You just got to receive it by trusting that he's paid for your sins. Oh. But if you don't trust that he's done that for you, where do you end up? Hell, yeah. Exactly. You end up in hell. So therefore, what should you be trusting in as the only reason you go into heaven? Jesus. Yeah. Him paying for our sins. So then, if you're trusting in Jesus, then tomorrow you do 10 sins... Then you die. Where do you think you'd end up? Heaven. Yeah, heaven, because he dies for the past sins and the future sins. So if you die right now, how sure that you'll go to heaven from zero to 100? 
Me... It's, it's kind of tough to say, you know, like maybe I'm going to say 75. Okay, why do you say, why do you say 75? Well, you know, I was, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And, you know, I, I believe, man, but there's just some things. Okay. Well, yeah, because I think this, I think the reason why you're a bit hesitant is because, you know, if you do believe he's paid for your sins, you can't do this, you can't do that as a result of believing, because mm-hmm. you want to do whatever you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if today I give you a drink, man, but the only exception is you got to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. Would you take that drink? Maybe. Why? Why would you take the drink? Well, I don't know. Because if you like, if you took a drink and then. The consequences, you would be paralyzed forever. It's not a good idea to take the drink, right? Because hmm. the temporal pleasure of just having that one sip isn't worth the ocean of pain. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In the same way, there's nothing in this world that's worth going to hell forever. And so you can have temporal pleasure here right now. But then eternal pain later. Because, man, let's say if you were to trust in Jesus to pay for your sin, how sure could you be able to go to heaven from zero to 100? If I trust in Jesus, yeah. probably 100. Yeah, you could be certain. So then. Oh, just... uh, sorry about that. I got to take a phone call right now. All right. Check out needgod.net, man. We're live streaming. I will, man. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. All right. See you, man. See ya. For nothing good have I whereby thy grace to claim. I'll wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's land. Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, He washed it white as snow. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, you make us clean and white. Um, Lord, I pray for that guy that he would be considering his eternity and may this next person be um, saved if it's your will in Jesus name Amen Hey do you, um, do you have a mic man? Yeah yeah I have one Alright cool yeah um, <laughs> Are you a Christian? Yeah Yeah cool um, Do you think you'll go to heaven? Yeah. Awesome. So, 
if God asks you why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? Can you repeat it one more time? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. If God asks you why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? I think it will be because the Bible says that at least when we trust in him with our heart and say it with our mouth, we're safe. Uh, so you think about Romans 10, 9, if you confess your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, 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 that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, that one. yeah. Yeah, PF, okay. So does, when you say that, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that I trust his works on the cross and what he did on the cross for me. Yeah, nice. And yeah, do you think that's literally saying you've got to verbally confess to go to heaven? I think so, yes. How about, how about mute people? Then I think the purpose of speaking it out verbally is because of um there is power in our words okay and we can we can tell the gospel or maybe we can just be uh light salt and light for the people around us in the environment around us so i think at least if the mute person believes it in his or her heart they will be safe okay how about you well yeah because I agree that we have to believe in Jesus, his work alone to save us. But someone that's mute can't physically confess. Mm -hmm. I don't think Paul's making the point that you have to confess to be saved. But so do you think you deserve heaven or hell? Me? Yeah. I deserve hell, but then Jesus? Yep. Took me out of hell. Yeah, yeah. And how can you avoid hell? Just by trusting him. Yes, yeah, yeah, nice. So if you do another 10 sins tomorrow, you trust that Jesus has died for your sins, where would you go? Mm, heaven. Yeah, nice. And why? Because I believed in him and... Yeah, basically, yeah. I believe in him. Yeah, and he mm -hmm. pays away for the last 10 cents. And so how sure that you'll go into heaven from zero to 100? Probably it's because a question that I always get asked by everyone. And also, yeah, I think it's 100. Yeah, who asks you these questions? I think it will be my, so my church here that I go to, we have the discipleship thing here and I am discipled by one of the people there and they tried their best to convince me and to open just the Bible verses for me as if, uh, just to make me believe 100% and just trust the Bible. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So are you 100% sure you'll, you'll go to heaven? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, does doing good things have any part in you going to heaven? Good things, no. You're right. Spot on. Does asking forgiveness have any part in you going to heaven? No.
Nope. How about confessing that Jesus is Lord? Does that have any part? Um, he is Lord. How does that mean if he is Lord? If he is the Savior, yes, but Lord as in the Lord as the creator of the heaven on earth? No. So, sorry, could you say that again? I missed the last part. If um, it probably depends on the definition of you uh, describing Lord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, like I'm just talking about when it says in Romans 10 that you have you um confess that Jesus is Lord. Do you think verbally saying like confessing that Jesus is Lord, that He's your Savior, does that get you into heaven or have any part? Um, Lord and Savior both. Yeah, just saying those words. Um, up to this point, um, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Because just like you said, the mute person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, Paul's just making the point because in that time, you had to say Jesus is Lord to buy things in the marketplace. But if you said Jesus is Lord, you'd probably be killed for it. So the very fact that you're willing to say that is evidence that you actually truly believe that Jesus has paid for your sin. That's what Paul's making the point of. Oh, can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, yeah. So the, um, you have to say Caesar's Lord to buy like things in like the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But if you said Jesus is Lord, it would show you'd probably be killed. The very fact that you're willing to say that shows that you actually truly believe in Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Because we're not saved by our works or anything we've done or saying words. Yeah. Oh. So you uh, study the Bible or? Yeah, I, I just get to read it every day. Um, God's very kind. But, yeah. So you're, do you go, you go to a church, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And um, do, you, do you read your Bible every day? Things like that. Probably I try to. Try to? What, what part yeah. are you reading? Right now, I'm reading 1 Corinthians. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. this... Here, I also have a guitar. Like you? Oh, really? Can you can you play some songs? Um, Probably a little bit only, not so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to learn as well, but... Um, yeah. yeah. That's be... cool. Yeah. Um. Also, I was, I was going to say, this, this helps me a lot, this tip um, with Bible reading. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Um, that, so, oh. yeah, that could help. Also, me and my friends, um, me and my friends, yeah, it's called going to Meagle and we share the gospel. If you would oh. be keen or interested, you can actually learn about how to do this for free if you want. Mm, I see. Yeah. You know, this is so cool just to see like you and some of your friends trying to spread the gospel using the best um, internet available, best media available. It's like this Omegle. Yeah, God's been very kind to us, um, supplying us mm -hmm. with this technology and stuff. And so, yeah, I would really encourage you to join. Um, like there's 40,000 people on Omegle. We need more labors into this harvest field. Yeah. But my, my name is Abraham. What's what's your name? My name is Mary. Yeah. Mary. 
It was awesome mm-hmm. talking to you, Mary. Do you have any questions or any thoughts? Probably it's, can you explain to me, do babies get saved? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think the Bible answers that question, so I don't think we should answer it as well. I'm not sure, so we'll have to find out in heaven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. I guess did you you're going to... Did you say yeah. why babies get sick or why... why, do, um, why do... Ba- do babies get saved? Oh, saved. Oh, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. 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 I thought I heard that wrong, but yeah um yeah it's all good but yeah um it was awesome meeting you so uh mary yeah yeah i'll see you in heaven if you're trusting early jesus it was awesome talking to you you in heaven Uh, brother see you bro Father, thank you so much for the chat. Chatted with two believers. Thank you so much, Lord. That was awesome. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Abraham. Chatted yeah. to two believers, did you? Yeah. So awesome. Um, yeah, I love this t- tag. It's so cool. <laughs> that is so good. And you had a first-time chat with someone in Taiwan. Yeah. I don't know where that is, but that's awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, it's near China. It's an island off China. Yeah, that's good, man. Very awesome. Thank you for sharing those chats. Uh, you did so well. And we're going to have more chats shortly. Just going to say hello to everyone because we're going to get into our question time now. I'm going to say g'day to uh, Min, Zoe. We've got Tavi. We've got Event there as well. Misa, Cameron, Steve, uh, and others who have said hi and have Madison's there. Good to see you. If you haven't said hi in a while, feel feel free to say hi again. So good to have you here. We've got Kate. Welcome, Kate and Link. Have you guys been asking some questions? Let's have a look at what questions you've been asking. JT also said hi. Sheila and Duke did. Good to have you guys. Hopefully you're rejoicing in the Lord today, as always. Now, it is a competition to see who gets the first question in. We call it, Who Got the Throne? And the throne today goes to Venus. That's two days in a row, I believe. I think, Venus. Well done. Good to see. Her question is, what does it mean Jesus created and held everything together? All things were created through him. And that talks about in John and Colossians. What does that mean? Well, Jesus created everything. That the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're all involved in creation. And so Jesus is clearly then not a created being. Because it says in John 1 and Colossians 1 that everything was made through Jesus. Everything that was made was made through Jesus or by Jesus. And so therefore, Jesus can't be a created being 
which really just goes straight against the Jehovah's Witnesses who believe that Jesus was a created being. When it literally says all things that were created were made by Jesus. How could he be a created being if he was made himself? Actually, how could he create everything that's ever been made if he was made himself? That makes no sense. And so that shows that Jesus clearly is God. And what does it mean that he holds everything together? It means he sustains the universe. This one from Noah. Is Matthew 18, 19 literal? If two people pray for something, then will it be done? Context, context, context. Hey, I'm glad, glad, I'm glad you asked that question, Noah, because if you read the context, you'll see what it's talking about. Let's read the verse first. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Okay, this is not talking about prayer. This is not talking about two people praying. And it's not talking about a prayer meeting either. It's not something like, is two or three together? Now God's with us. Um, you know, and if two or three ask something, then it's going to happen. Now, the context is church discipline. If you read the first, the, the five verses leading up to this verse, you'll see exactly what it is referring to. It says, if your brother sins against you, go to him privately. If he doesn't listen to you as you go to him privately, what should you do? Jesus says, so verse 15, if your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained your brother. Verse 16, but if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. This is where the two or three uh, is, is relating to. That if you're going to... A person and 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 like let's say you're at the stage where you got two or three others to bear witness one or two others to bear witness hey look we actually think you're in sin we think you need to uh, repent on this you know change your mind and actually uh, come back to the lord it says god is with them in that god is with them on that and and then in terms of the the verse that matt noah asked about if two of you agree on earth about anything, it'll be done for them. So this is, again, in the context of church discipline. If they're gathering together for that purpose of church discipline, then uh, it'll be done for them by the Father in heaven. If, ultimately, caveat, it's according to his will as well. And if the person comes to his senses. What's the purpose of church discipline? It's not to shun people. It's not to make people... Um, feel sad but it's to it's really to confront people over sin and it really works it does work amazingly well when we are there to keep each other accountable we are there to keep each other accountable because often we don't see our own blind spots we need others to point out areas where we may be stumbling and that's the whole purpose of the local church and fellow believers being around us so they can help us if we're straying, to come back onto the right path. Number Question number three from Noah. Why aren't Christians required to honor the Sabbath? Because the law was never given to us. That law was given to Israel. They were required to keep the Sabbath day holy, which means they were not allowed to work on that day. And that included not even allowing, to, you were not, not allowed to prepare lunch, any sort of food, 
or dinner or anything on that day. It was a day that you could not prepare food, you could not do any work, you could not walk certain distances, all these sort of things. Couldn't even light a fire. And so that's a command for, for the Jewish people. Saturday, the last day of the week, which is Saturday. But not a command ever repeated for us in the New Testament. Colossians 2 says the, the Sabbath was simply a shadow pointing to Christ, but now we have Christ. That's Colossians 2, 16 and 17. And Hebrews 4, the author there, makes the point that the Sabbath was pointing to a final Sabbath rest, which we now have in Jesus, where we rest in him for our salvation. Question from Colso. Do you do you think in Genesis 35, 1, that is talking about some sort of trinity there? When it says, and God says to Jacob, yes. Arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there. Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. No, I don't think it's. I don't think you'd use that verse to support a trinity. There's many other verses you'd use you'd use to support the trinity, but I don't think you'd use that one. That's just saying it's just God referring to Himself in the third person, which God often does do that. Jesus even does it about himself. He says, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of sinners. Who's he talking about? It's a third person way of saying, talking about himself. Okay, uh, Venus is asked, I know faith doesn't save, faith doesn't pay for our sins, Jesus does. But is faith how we accept the gift? Yes. So we're saved by Christ, but the means by which we accept that gift is by trust. Or faith, trusting what Jesus did to save us. Uh, then she says, but sometimes when I have doubts, um, I'll say, I have faith. And God says, I'm saved. So am I pointing at myself and not my works? Am I not saved? You often ask questions like this. My encouragement, if you're ever feeling doubts about your salvation, ask yourself, what did Jesus do for you? What did Jesus do for you? You know that he died on the cross for your sins. If you know that he died on the cross for your sins, then what condemnation could there be against you if Christ has been condemned on your behalf? It's fine to say, look, I have faith. No, the Bible does say we are justified by faith. Romans 5.1 Faith in what Christ has done. Sometimes people can turn faith into a work when they say look i'm saved because i've got such strong faith look at how strong my faith is i've had so much faith for so long then they're turning their eligibility into heaven of going to heaven based on the quantity of their faith rather than what their faith is in but it's not wrong to say i have faith in jesus i know i'm going to heaven i have faith in jesus There's nothing wrong in saying that whatsoever because you're not then relying upon the strength of your faith or the quantity of it, but what your faith is in. Cool, Bex. Just she came into the room and did the robot. I was like, "What are you doing, Beck?" She said she was imitating me. Um, apparently, she was. I was glitching to her screen or something like that. Yeah. That's what uh, Ruben says as well. Doing the robot. 
Okay, Ian's asked this. What does in hope he believed against hope in Romans 4.18? Yeah, Romans 4.18 is talking about Abraham and his faith. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. In hope he believed against hope. What does that mean? It means he still stayed strong in trusting God's promise of a son, despite the fact that he was 100 years old. His wife is 90 years old. 90-year-old women don't have children, right? 100-year-old people don't have children. And so he's believing against hope. So all the physical evidence saying that this is impossible for you to have a child. But he still hoped. He still believed in trusting what God had to say, despite the physical circumstances. So for Patrick, why doesn't the Old Testament talk about hell? Well, I think we, you know, the description of the, the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched that Jesus gave of hell in the New Testament. You know where that comes from? Jesus literally was quoting from the Old Testament. So those who claim that the Old Testament doesn't talk about hell need to look at what Jesus said about it. He quotes from the Old Testament about hell. Isaiah 66 literally talks about hell. Uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, also talks about hell. This is Old Testament. Here. Yeah. Daniel 12, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. See that? Heaven and hell, smack bang, described in the Old Testament. Next one from Patrick. If the book of Enoch wasn't divinely inspired, then how did he know that there were angels trapped in hell in darkness until judgment in Second Peter 2.4. Uh, the book of Enoch talks about this event, uh, and that was written before Peter's book. This is why. A broken clock is right twice a day. Right? A clock with no batteries in it is right twice a day. And so in the same way, books that are not scripture can also get accurate can also describe accurate events. Think about the the books about World War One or World War Two. They can actually be accurate, even though they're not scripture. Right? And so in the same way there was a book around called the Book of Enoch. It wasn't scripture, but it recorded something which was accurate, which Peter and Jude both affirm as being accurate. Even when the Apostle Paul, he quotes from pagan poets in Acts 17, but also in Titus chapter 1. And he describes a statement. Let me, let me quote it to you. Titus chapter 1, verse 12. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. So this is a quotation from a book uh, the, the poet, his name was uh, Epipenides, I think it is, something like that. Um, he lived hundreds of years before Jesus. And he was a pagan, not a Christian, not a Jew, he was a pagan. And yet he quotes, Paul quotes him. And what does Paul say? This testimony is true. So this guy got that right. Cretans are always lies, evil beasts, lazy God, and that was a true testimony. 
does that mean we got to take every other word that that guy said as scripture? No. He happened to just get something right, and Paul agreed that that guy was saying something was true just in the quotation that he gave. All right, next question from Zach. Do you have any tips on building a strong mental state and keeping peace of mind? I truly believe what Jesus did on the cross is all that matters, but there's still just something inside of me that brings anxiety and worry. Okay. Cast your anxieties on the Lord, for he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Or, or Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So that is what we should do, because what happens is, is that when you bring your request to God, when you bring your concerns to him, the scripture says God actually gives you a peace, a peace that does surpass all understanding. That's going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Oftentimes we might pray about something. But then we still are anxious about it after we prayed for it. What it means to cast your anxieties in the Lord or to bring your request to him is that you bring it before him and then you don't worry about it anymore because it's not in your hands anymore. So let's say you asked, you had a task that needed to be done and you asked a trusted friend to do it and you know that they are 100% reliable. Well, when you've asked them to do it, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm not sure if they're going to do it. If they're 100% reliable, you know they're going to do it. You've delegated it to them. And so that's what we do when we pray. We're saying, God, I can't handle this. I'm committing this to you. And so then you give it to God, and then you don't need to worry about it and you, because you know God is 100% reliable. And so leave it in his hands, and you'll have a peace. Even if everything is burning down around you, you'll have a peace because you know God's in control and God will do what he determines best in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. It's going to be for your good and for his glory. But also be careful what inputs you have. Often people become uh, stressed and anxious because they watch too much television. They watch too much news and things like that. And what are those things, what are those shows and things designed to do to make you scared switch off the news switch off the television take things out of your life that's stressing you out and focus on things that really matter all right next question from carissa with zach as well it's like a combo question um, is the nation of israel now located in the same place where it talks about israel on the bible and same with places like Jerusalem and others. Yes. Uh, the descriptions of the land of Canaan and where their land extended to is roughly where Israel is today. Now, maybe the Israel borders don't necessarily line up specifically, but it's generally that location. Israel is exactly where, I mean, Jerusalem is exactly where Jerusalem has always been. Uh, we can see the remnants of the temple, the temple itself. It's still there. The temple mount is still there. Not the temple, but the temple mount itself is still there. You've got Hezekiah's tunnel. You can literally go there and go through Hezekiah's tunnel that he built, which the Bible describes. Um, you can go and see the the pool of Bethesda, where Jesus healed a whole bunch of 
uh, invalids and so on. So all of those things right there hasn't moved around and shows the reliability of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, this one from, uh, just, but just realize that obviously today you've got kind of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And so, for example, Bethlehem is held in control by the Palestinians. And so Israelis are not allowed to go into that area. But under the Old Testament, that land was given to Israel as well. Just, it's interesting, if you ever do visit Israel, you'll see a difference. When you see Jerusalem, you'll see it as like very a clean, organized, all those sort of things. As soon as you go into the area that's controlled by the Palestinians, like Bethlehem, it's just like going back in time, rubbish everywhere. And it's just interesting how uh, they govern differently depending on what worldview they come from. Christian or Judeo-Christian versus Islamic. All right, this one from Carissa. How do we reconcile the idea that there aren't going to be any signs of Jesus' return with passages like Luke 21, where it tells us of things that must occur before his return? Well, it says things like, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, but know the end is not yet. So it's saying that, you're going to see all these events take place, but know that the end is not yet. But also remember, when Jesus was answering the question about when will these things take place, there were two questions that the disciples asked him. When will the temple be destroyed? That's one question they asked. And the second question they asked is, when will be the sign? Of, when will be your return, basically? What will be the sign of your return? And Jesus didn't always distinguish between which one he was answering. He So he, sometimes he meshes them together. And so when was the temple destroyed? That was 70 AD. We know that. That happened in history. The temple was destroyed. And so when it talks about, oh, when you see this happening, flee to the mountains and stuff like that. Don't take anything from your house. That's talking about 70 AD not the return of Christ, 70 AD, where they had to flee out of Jerusalem because the Romans were coming to slaughter all the Jews. But what's the sign of his return? The sign of his return is that you see him on the clouds. And that's how he answers it. You see him on the clouds with all the angels. That is the sign of his return. This one from Child of God is having a relationship with God like a friendship. Yeah, well, God is our friend. Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. So we are, we are servants of God, but we're also friends because he's adopted us in. We're his children even, and he loves us. He cares for us. And you get to speak to God like a friend. You get to speak to him. What a privilege it is. You get to speak to the all-knowing, all-powerful creator any time of the day and bring your request to him and praise him and adore him. So it's even better than a friendship you might say. And he speaks back to you through the Bible. So that's why we want to get into it daily. Daisy Isabel has asked, is it a sin to choose to not be in touch with a relatively distant family member like an uncle? Not necessarily. There can be reasons why uh, you just don't get to see them much. Life is busy and things like that. But if you know you ought to maybe spend a bit more time with them, 
then you should, because that would then violate your conscience. So it all just depend on your circumstances there. Graham's asked this, why did God test Abraham if he knew that Abraham would if he knew what Abraham would do? What would be the point of testing him if he knew it? Yeah, God knows it. God knows everything. But it was a way of growing Abraham in his faith. Why does God test us even though he knows what's going to happen with our tests? Because testing is there for growth. Why does your school give you tests? Because if you didn't have any tests, you wouldn't do your work, would you? You'd be like not listening in class. You wouldn't care less because there's no one who's going to do any assessment pieces. You're not going to have to do any assessment pieces. You don't need to learn the stuff. But because you know there's a test at the end of semester, that makes you study hard. And that's what God does. God gives us tests because he it's for not that we might fail, but that we might grow and succeed. And also, in terms of Abraham, it was to show to us that this is the result of true faith. True faith logically and necessarily leads to, to wanting to do good works for the Lord. This one from Christ in me, can demons oppose themselves? So, for example, can one cast out a demon with the help of a demonic power? Because I never understood how the Pharisees opposed Jesus when he literally cast out demons and defeated death. The reason why the Pharisees opposed Jesus is because they just didn't like him. They were jealous. They didn't care about the truth. They cared about holding on to their position and loving their sin. They wanted to hold on to their sins. Uh, Jesus said that. The light has come into the world, but people love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. And Jesus does use that as an argument to say, hey, look, if I cast out demons by the power of Satan, a kingdom divided isn't able to stand, right? This one from Zoe. I have a question about why does God, about, I've got a question about God. Why does our pain and suffering bring glory to God and what's he using it for? To make you more dependent upon him. So often we are dependent upon ourselves. So often we do things for our own glory, our own strength, and we think that we don't need God. And so God can allow pain and suffering to make us realize we desperately need God. And you can then glorify God in the suffering. Even when somebody is really unwell, they can be so joyful. And that can then be an inspiration to others. Say, wow, why are you so joyful? Even though things aren't going well physically for you. Because I've got a great God who loves me. And I know that my treasures are up in heaven, not here on this earth. If everything went really smoothly for you in life, you'd probably be more worldly focused. Focus on this life. And have all your activities focused on worldly things. You know, you might just be... If you're really good physically, you might therefore spend so much time on sport and you have less time for God. And so God could actually allow you to not have that good physical ability. You might be sick or unwell or injured in some way so that you can't take part in that sport and that used up all every afternoon so that you'd use those afternoons now to learn more about God to share his gospel and read the Bible and all those sort of things. That could be why. So praise God for your sicknesses. Praise God for your injuries. Praise God for your sufferings because it allows you to have then more time for the Lord. 
and less time for things that ultimately have no eternal significance. This one from Min Holly. Is killing an insect a sin? No, because we are to have dominion over the earth. And so if an insect is bothering you, then there's nothing wrong with squishing it. Tavi's asked this, what is heresy? Heresy is where somebody believes something or someone's teaching something that goes against an essential doctrine of Christianity. So not just like a, a non-essential things like people can have different sort of opinion on end times and how church should run and all those sort of things. And that's not, that's not like heresy, but heresy is like if someone denies the divinity of Christ or someone teaches that you're saved by faith plus works, that is heresy. Venus. So Zach said, yes, stomp on those spiders. Venus said the exact reason why I don't want to go to Australia. That's <laughs> so funny. Abraham, how many spiders do you have around your house? Abraham, you have mic. I can't hear it. There's no spiders in Australia. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about there's no spiders. There's definitely spiders here. But people, basically how it's portrayed on like TV or social media is that the spiders is everywhere, like crawling on every wall. <laughs> I literally spoke to two girls in Albania on Amigo in, in just like the last hour. And they're like, I said, I'm from Australia. And like, oh, there, are there spiders there? Like they were, they brought up the spiders as well. Where are the people getting this idea of big spiders from? Is it social media? <laughs> Um, there are spiders, and we did have a big one on our window. This must have been like a year ago now. It was like you know this massive thing on outside. But yeah, oh awesome! The girls came to the chat. Oh welcome, good to have you here, girls. Um, but yeah, it's it's not everywhere. And just do some pest control. <laughs> it gets it gets rid of them. <laughs> All right, let's keep on going. Uh, this one from Cameron. How do you respond to someone when they say Jesus only sacrificed a weekend? I'd say you don't really know what Jesus actually did. He sacrificed his own life. Okay, we'll just do just a few more questions because there's a lot in the chat that you guys have asked. I'm going to try and answer some that of people who haven't asked one. So this one from Salty. My friend is terrified. He doesn't know if he's saved. He says he believes in Jesus, but he's terrified he might have a crisis of faith later on in his life. And so I'm trying to reassure him that he, that what he believes or what he does has no role in his salvation. That's what Jesus did and that he can have assurance in that. But he believes if we have free will, we could always reject him later. What would I say? You could say to him, the reason why you have faith is not because you have free will. That's not why you have faith. You are not the author of your faith. Jesus is. Hebrews says, Jesus is the author and the perfecter of your faith. You didn't originate your faith. It wasn't one day you said, oh, today I'm going to believe. The reason why you believe is because God gave you faith. And so if God is able to give you faith, he is definitely able to keep you in the faith. 1 Corinthians 1.8 also says, God's going to sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you were in an airplane, the plane was going down, you got a parachute on your back, you're ready to jump out of the plane. Would you ever 
want to throw off that parachute and say, I don't want it anymore, knowing that the plane is going down to hit the ground. No, nothing. No, no amount of in-flight movies would ever make you say, I'm throwing off this parachute. You'd cling on to it tightly knowing that if you don't have it, you're gone. And so in the same way, you know that if you leave this life without having Jesus pay for your sin, you know you're gone. You're going to hell forever. And so no true believer, therefore, would ever give up on their faith in Christ. Carissa said he said airplane properly. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, in Australia, we call them aeroplanes. Aeroplanes. <laughs> we don't call them aeroports. Called aeroplanes, <laughs> but airports. Uh, okay, there was a question from uh, Chris, Christina. How do I make my friend who was once a believer into a believer again without making them look like I'm forcing them? Well, you, well, just tell them I haven't got a gun to your head, but let me have a conversation. I'd love to have a conversation of why you gave up, and let's see if you truly understand Christianity. Because usually those who give up never truly understand what Christianity is all about. They, all, they think it's about following rules, following a set of instructions, and not about what Christ did. Uh, this one from Crown. I got asked by an unbeliever, convince me why I should go to church. Well, I would tell him, first of all, let me tell you about the gospel. And once he becomes a believer, then you can tell him, hey, the reason why you want to go to church it's because you're not living for this world now. You're living for the world that is to come. But in this world, you're going to be hated by unbelievers. You're going to be hated by those who don't believe because they, you stand for righteousness. They stand for lawlessness. They're not going to be happy that you don't wave the big pride flag over the top of your house. They're going to be unhappy with you. They might insult you. They might make you lose your job because you don't want to wear the rainbow tag around your neck. So. What do you do? Well, you need encouragement from fellow Christians. And how do you get encouragement? By being part of a good local church, having the Christian fellowship. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. All the more. Every day is one step, one day closer to the time Jesus returns, but... We need one another's company for encouragement. Travis asked this, are angels made in God's image? The answer is no, only human beings were. As, as what the Bible says, humans are made in the image of God. It doesn't specifically say, like it doesn't describe the creation of angels, like what they were made in, like in the image of. So we'll have to ask God about that in heaven. Awesome. And let me see if there's anyone else I haven't answered. You guys got so many questions. This one from Drip. Do I correctly or how do I correctly pray to God? Yeah, someone messaged me the other day saying, do I have to close my eyes when I pray? I'm saying, well, if you're driving, please don't. But if you're not and you don't want to get distracted, you can. But whether you have your eyes open or closed, ultimately doesn't matter. God hears your prayers. Either way, you can pray out loud, you can pray in your head, God hears your thoughts. And what should you pray for? You should pray with a lot of thanksgiving to God. You should confess your sins to him, you should adore him in your prayers, and you should bring your requests to him. 
Sugar's asked this, is being on social media all day a sin? It could be idolatry. It could be. If you're putting that as a higher priority than God and you're just addicted to something, addicted to scrolling and those sort of things, that can be unwise and sinful if, if it's making it an idol. So just be putting limits in place. Our hearts are idol factories. Have you noticed how you could easily become addicted to a game, a, a TV series? Like, I need to watch the end of it. Our hearts are idol factories. So be careful what things you take on. If you know that there's a new series of, of TV shows, a, t- a TV series, that you're like, oh, that might be interesting. See how many episodes there are. You're like, oh, 30 episodes or 60 episodes. How many seasons? Oh, wow, quite a lot. Realize that if you watch the first one, what's it going to usually make you want to do? Watch all 60. Not necessarily on the same day, but you'll want to eventually watch all of them. And so realize, okay, that's 60 hours of my life that's gone. And so that will make that will help you, if you think through that now, to say, well, I'm not even going to watch the first episode. I'm not going to watch it all because I would rather use those 60 hours on something else. Not saying it's wrong to watch shows like that, but just in terms of being a good steward of your time. Your time is precious. You never will have the same. Bex just came up and brought popcorn. She's, she's just brought popcorn. Have a look. Let me just show you. We talked about you don't have chocolate for breakfast, but pop, popcorn for breakfast. I, I okay. breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So let's be good stewards of our time. Oh, Ruben. He's got his hand up. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say, hey, give me some. <laughs> All right, we should get some questions. Uh, we should get some trivia started, but we can answer a bit more questions later on. Beck does make some good popcorn. She she uses a bit of ghee butter, which is like a certain kind of butter that doesn't make it soggy, make the popcorn soggy, and a bit of salt. So it's like movie-style popcorn. And gives it a buttery flavor. Mm. Madison said ghee. Yeah, oh, maybe Madison does the same. <laughs> Alfie says breakfast. Isn't it like 3 p.m. there? No, it's 10 a.m., 10.30 in the morning where we are right now. Okay, let's do this. All right, let's do some questions. All right, who was the father of Jacob? Who was the father of Jacob? Harmony. Isaac. Yeah, nice work. Okay. Oh, let's try this one. Who was the father of Saul? This might be a tricky one. Who was the father of Saul, King Saul? This might be a tricky one. I thought Abraham. Um, is it Eli or Elu? No. No. Okay, Vec had a inspiration. What do you think, Vec? No, I don't have it. Starts with K. Kish. 
All right. Next question. That was a hard one for you guys to get you warmed up. <laughs> All right. Now, how long was Jesus fasting in the wilderness for? Venus. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, it's a long time to be without food. It's a whole lot of time. Um, next question. Straight after fasting in the wilderness, what what event directly happened after that? Beck. The um, temptation. Jesus being tempted by Satan. Nice work. And what did Satan say to Jesus? That he should turn what into bread? Reuben. Uh, rocks. Yeah. Or nice stones. Work. Yeah, good job. And one of the other temptations was that he said, throw yourself off the temple and something will catch you. What would catch you, Zach? The angels. Nice way. Good job. And when he was also tempted to bow down and worship Satan, how did he respond? How did Jesus respond? Carissa, do you remember? You shouldn't worship um, anyone else but God or something like that. That's like a paraphrase. Yeah, Carissa's paraphrase translation. Nice. <laughs> Yes, he said, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Okay. Okay. What was written on the inscription above Jesus on the cross? Zach. Didn't it say, um, Jesus of Nazareth king of the jews nice work i think the full full inscription was this is jesus of nazareth the king of the jews nice work oh and that was written in a couple languages anyone know the languages that was written in zach <laughs> i mean click the unmute there um uh, wasn't it in hebrew and greek and one other la language I think you just said it. What? Is it Latin? Yes, it was yeah. Latin. <laughs> Did I say it? It's one other language, but there you go. Latin, yes, which was happened to be the, the language of the officials. Okay, next question. As Jesus was being ascended up into heaven, taken up into heaven, through the clouds, who told the disciples that Jesus would return in the same way in which you saw him go up to heaven? Abraham. Uh, I read this yesterday. It was an angel, right? Yeah. Why are you gazing up into heaven? He'll come back in the same way you saw him going to heaven. Nice work. Okay, let's do some bonus questions now. <laughs> Okay.
Okay, here we go. Yes, grab some popcorn. Let's do some bonus questions. Beck has got her popcorn ready for this. Okay, Abraham, what do you got for us, man? How much people were converted on the day of Pentecost? Ryan. 3,000 souls. All right, let's go do how many? Anger um, to God is what? Venus. Murder. Nice work. Let's go to Zach. All right, I think this is a good one. Okay, so during the, the transfiguration, who did Jesus bring up with him to... Uh, to the high mountain. Venus. Was it Paul? It was not. I can't remember. Oh, whoops. It's a good guess. It's a good guess, Ryan. That'd be the inner three disciples. So Peter, James, and John. Correct. Okay, let's go to Reuben. So, uh, who was the cousin of Esther from Esther? Beck. Mordecai? Correct. Nice. Yeah, Mordecai was the uncle of Esther. Nice work. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah the uncle, yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Mordecai was on looking after Esther before she got taken to be queen. Carissa. So um, there's like when a widow offered in the offering box, like specifically written in the Bible, how many coins did she offer it and what type of metal were the coins? Venus? I don't know the type, but wasn't it like two coins? Yes. Does anybody know the type of metal? Copper? Yes. Nice work. And that's like two cents, basically. It's like not worth anything. And yet Jesus said she gave more than all the people who were donating like thousands of dollars because she gave everything she had to live on. And they were just giving out of their abundance. Back. The popcorn salty. <laughs> I put a lot of salt on it. Okay, mm. my question. <clears throat> uh, what was the final plague that came upon Egypt? Abraham. Um, the firstborn. Firstborn. Dead. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh. Follow up, was it only the firstborn of all the Egyptians or also their livestock? A ribbon. I mean, it could be the livestock if you did not have the blood on the door, right? Well, that wasn't including that, but yes, it did include all the, so all the Egyptians' livestock, even the firstborn of those died. I think we always forget that. 
Yeah, that's true. All right, Venus, have you got a question for us? I do. Um, who are Adam and Eve's three sons listed in the Bible? Carissa. Perhaps you know Harmony. Um, Cain, Abel, and Seth. Correct. Yeah, well done. And I think I've asked, asked most people have asked Harmony. Uh, yep. Cool. All right. We are going to get into the song of the week. So let's do it. You ready for this? Song of the week time. Okay. Look at that. Abraham's already got the ukulele out. He's ready. <laughs> Hey, we should also get Mr. Glenn. Now, I don't think Glenn's heard our new song for the week. It'd be good if he can hear it too. And Carissa, have you formulated desk drums for the newest song? She has, yes. Oh, we're going to be hearing that today. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay. So, Harmony, I'm going to give you a challenge. Are you ready for this challenge? If you're willing to accept I need to write it down, though. <laughs> Because I might okay. forget it. Okay, here's the challenge for you, Harmony. I'd like for you to sing two songs in a row, leading one from the other without a break in between. <laughs> All right, do the five solo song and then go into John 3.16. Sounds good. All right, and we're going to give Beck a similar challenge. Beck, I want you to do First John four ten leading into Galatians two twenty. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give Glenn. Can you can you sing for us Ephesians two eight and nine after that? That'd be good. Carissa, you've got uh, maybe Ephesians one twelve and thirteen. Does that work? Cool. All right, let's do that, and then we'll do the new song after. Go Harmony. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, found in the scripture alone, for God so loved the world that he gave That whoever believes in him will, oh, will not per perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 Yeah. And this is love. I have 
So good. Glenn. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. To the praise of his glory, Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14. Messed up a bit. Wow, well done. So good, all of you. You did really well. You guys enjoy that? We may be singing along, getting the tunes back in your head, the words in your head. That's awesome. Okay, now, Beck, you're going to showcase this week's tune. I think, my, Glenn, is this the first time you're hearing this week's tune? Yeah, all right, this is good. It's an Old Testament one, Glenn. So it's an Old Testament verse. Psalm 1611. Yes. And it's a little bit shorter, so it's not as extensive. All right. <clears throat> I still got like popcorn all like <laughs> in my mouth. I was trying to wash it down some water. All right. Where am I? You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Sounding good, Beck. Sounding good. Okay. What we should do is we'll we'll try and get some people to sing it. So Beck, you do it again. We'll then go to Harmony. Go to Carissa. And then I'll do it. Abraham and Zach, do you want to try it as well? And then go to Glenn. Sounds good? Okay. Go for it. All right, Beck. let's go. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611 You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures Sounding good. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness 
fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16:11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. Abraham. Okay. Um, you make known to me the path of life. <laughs> In your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand of pleasures forevermore. Psalm sixteen eleven. Uh, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm sixteen eleven. I don't know if I got the tune right. Really good, Glenn. That was good. All of you guys did so well, so well with that. Practice, practice, practice. Get the tune in your head. And you now then know a verse of the Old Testament off by heart. It's a good verse because I think this verse will help you to not give in to sin. Why do you think this verse might help you not give in to sin? Zach. So what I, I get from this is it says you make known to me the path of life. We got basically the path of life in the Bible. Uh, in your presence there's fullness of joy kind of speaks for itself. Uh, last one, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, that one kind of speaks for itself too a little bit, but um, looking forward to those pleasures. I like it, Zach. Very good. Any other thoughts people had on how this verse will help them to flee from sin or not give in to sin? Glenn. So as you're thinking that because we're thinking of these wonderful things to come, that's going to motivate us not to sin? Yes, exactly. That's a good thing. It reminds me of a story. It's been a long time since I've heard it. But a fictional I think it's a fictional story of a... It roughly goes like this. A, there was a whole bunch of kind of like soldiers on a boat. And whenever they would go past an island, whenever a ship went past this island, they'd always get drawn to the these these singing lovely singing voices on the on the island. And they'd always go there and then they'd get consumed by them, by whoever was on that island, and they'd all be killed. And basically it goes like, so what this next commander did when he sent his ship there with his soldiers he i can't remember exactly how it goes it goes something it's, like what is it babe? basically he got them to sing us I, I don't know what's like the song but like 
he got them to focus on singing about like their journey forward, I guess, or something like that, and to sing louder than what the people on the island were, were singing to try and get, draw them over there so that when you're focused on this, on, on, yeah, I don't know how to describe it for best, but like when you're when you're singing louder in that sense, if you, when you're focused on, on on where you're going, and you're driven by that, then it drowns out all the other things that try and I guess get into your head and drive you the way that they want you to. I didn't say that best either, but something like that. That's helpful. That's really helpful, Beck. The power of a greater love. If we truly see that what God has got in store for us in heaven is better than what sin offers us now, we can say no to sin and say yes to God. Would you prefer five cents now or $10,000 next week? Anyone in their right mind will say no to the five cents because it's $10,000 next week, which is far better. And so what God has got in store for us in heaven is infinitely better than whatever sin offers us now. And this verse then will help you to say no to sin and say yes to God. Yeah, that's good. Reflect on that. Reflect on that. Okay. Well, what we should do is uh, we're going to maybe sing it just a couple more times to get into your head, and then we're going to get into some amigo conversations. So let's get a harmony leading into a Beck uh, song. All right. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In there's fullness of joy at your right, right hand of pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. Sounds so good. Truly at God's right hand of pleasures forevermore. Look forward to that. Look to the joys God's going to store for you in heaven, friends. <music> Heavenly Father, we see that this world can often appeal to us and show us and offer us things that may appeal to our flesh in some ways, but we know ultimately brings shame and condemnation if it's uh, against what you want for us. So, Lord, may we say no to sin, and may we recognize that what you have got in store for us is far better. We can trust you, and you've never let us down. Your track record is flawless, Lord. So help us to remember that. May we say no to sin, and may we say yes to what you have for us, knowing that your scriptures provide for us a better way of living anyway, a better way of living that will um, be most joyful for us here even now and also for others and, are, and is useful for others rather than causing a lot of hardship between us and, and others. Lord, I do pray that as we go out into Amigal now, may many people hear your good news. And may they come to trust in the Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everyone.
Uh, there's one question I want to answer first before we get into a chat. This is from Heaven who's asked, if God's eternal and all good, how could God's goodness exist eternally prior to creation without something else that is also eternal but all bad? So God is eternal. That's true. God never had a beginning, never has an end. He is all good. How could his goodness exist eternally? Because the standard of goodness is God himself. You understand that? God is the standard of goodness. He didn't arbitrarily make up a standard of what, what is good. That's just who his, his nature is, is to be always good. And, and you don't need Satan to always exist for there to be good. Whatever God decides is good by nature. All right, let's get into some chats. Look at that. Not a butterfly, but it is a... What would you call that, Beck? Uh, uh, that's, <clears throat> yeah. that's a, a red panda, isn't it? Ah, a red panda. Nice. There we go. God's amazing creation. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey. How you doing, man? Hey, there may be a butterfly in there, how huh? many? Yes. <laughs> Let's take the offer. Hey. Every offer that you get. Hey, can I ask you? Hey, can I ask you a question? Oh, cool. Are you able to use your mic? I'd love to have like a voice conversation if you don't mind. Oh, you don't have one? You can't. Ah, oh, dang. Okay, well, what you can do is maybe check out our YouTube live that we're doing, uh, needgod.net, and you can check the next uh, conversation we have on there, okay? Nice to meet you. Hey, can I ask you a question, man? Hi. Yeah, hey, we both says we both like Jesus, so do you believe in Jesus yourself? No. No, okay. Do you believe that there is a God? No. No. Okay. All right. And um, but you opening you're open to the things of God. Would you say? No, I'm more of like the Satan type. Um, I believe there is the devil, and I think we're all going, and I think it's gonna be really fun. Okay, because I think you might have a misinformed view of hell. Hell is not a place run by the devil. It's actually a place run by God, a place of suffering and torment, just like prisons. They're not run by criminals, but by the government to punish criminals. Right. Um, no, but like when I say hell, I mean like we're not going to God's hell, we're just going to hell. Well, there's only one hell. It's the one that God made. Um, but let me let me ask you this though. There yeah. could be multiple hells. <laughs> there could be multiple heavens. There could be multiple species of elephants, but we don't know that. Okay. All right. But that's why we gotta always look at what is true. We could find out what is true, what's actually going to happen, and things like that to us after we die. So my house here, would you agree that someone had to build this house? No. No. So you don't think someone built it? You think I think we live in a simulation. Okay. Well, a simulation is run by someone, so that means you must believe in a god because that's what a simulation is. No, I believe in the devil. 
Yeah, so you yeah. believe there's someone running the universe. That's what a simulation is. Yeah, not God, though. It. Okay, but that's God, the word. God is the dead. Word... When, you, when you die, all you're going to see is black. Okay, but the word God and then you're gonna simply means like a creator or someone who made the universe. And so if you're believing in a simulation, you're believing in a God, whether you like it or not. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, well, you just said a simulation, which has a simulation runner, and that's what it, the definition. That's what that's what you think. That's not what I think, though. Yeah, but either way, whoever made the universe, whether you like the word God or not, whether you like, uh, there is still a creator, and therefore he can set the rules for how we should live while we're here. Um, no, I kind of do what I want when I want. I know, and that's um, the problem because I think we've all done that. Not just you. I think mm -hmm. we've all done that. We've all chosen to do evil actions rather than doing what's good. I don't think it's evil. Yeah, I think, well, let me ask you, man. Have you ever told a lie before? Yeah. Yeah, I've told lies too. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Have I killed someone? Yes. Have I used drugs? Absolutely. Um, I can just go down the list. Yeah. So even like this, ever been angry or rude to someone? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Right. And so... If these are some of the standards that the creator was to judge you after you die, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Um, I'd be guilty either way because I just believe in hell. Yeah, and so if you're guilty then of breaking the creator's laws, do you deserve to be then be rewarded or punished? I don't. I don't feel guilt. I'm not saying about whether you feel guilty, but if you're found guilty for doing those wrong things, would you be rewarded or punished? I wouldn't be found guilty because I don't get caught. Yeah, you haven't maybe been caught yet. But if you stand before the creator, and by your own admission, you admitted to doing all those things wrong. And so he would find you guilty whether you like it or not. I could have lied. And so, well, that's a, that's exactly a sin. So you'd have to be punished for that one. Is it, though? Yeah. And so since we're, we are guilty, we're going to be held responsible. That would be a punishment. And so I don't want you to have to be punished for all the wrong things you've done. It's not. No, but I do, though. That's the thing. No, because it's a place where you're in utter torment and misery. That's what I want. No, you don't. The very fact that you're still alive shows that you don't like pain and suffering. The very fact no, that you're in your body shows that you don't like pain. If you didn't no, like pain, you wouldn't eat food. You wouldn't drink water. You'd just... Um, no, I just choose to do that. Hunger pains and then die, but you choose to remain alive, which I'm glad. I'm glad you are alive. And that's why maybe God's allowing this conversation to happen, man, because maybe he is trying to get your attention through this very chat. Um, so can I ask you, man, what do you think you could do to avoid the punishment you deserve for the bad things you've done? I No, I do want the punishment. Um, but I'm asking, so, how could you avoid being thrown into eternal torment. But you can't avoid that. Well, there actually is a way. Thankfully, there is a way to do avoid I, it. Do I click my heels twice? Because even if you were to, like, change and, like, try and be a better person from now on, would that get rid of all the bad things you've done in the past? Mm-hmm. Well, just like in society, it wouldn't. If you break the law, you stand, you're found guilty before a judge. Just saying, hey, look, I won't do it again tomorrow doesn't get you innocent of what you've done. You still receive a punishment. All right, so even if you changed, that's not going to clear the history of what you've done. And we, and we all know that we haven't done things perfectly as we ought to have done things perfectly. But thankfully, there is a way. 
right? Ultimately, what we need is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone, <laughs> wow, interesting. He, it's interesting. I think he came on to troll, but he actually got to hear at least some of God's truth, which I don't think he was expecting to hear. Um, and so, yeah, praise God for that opportunity. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, so much for that opportunity of being able to speak to that guy who didn't probably expect to hear that message today. Lord, I do pray that he would really reflect on that, that truth and, and come to believe the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey there. Hey. Can I ask Hello. you a question? Sure. Yeah, it says we both like Jesus. Do you like Jesus? I love Jesus. Awesome. Me too. And so can I ask you, do you think that you'll go to heaven? <gasps> oh, my God. I've seen you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen oh, the, my God. You've seen the video? Oh, my God. He's, he's familiar. <laughs> um. Honestly, I don't think so. I've just begun. I mean, I've always been a Catholic, but like I want to be a Christian and I'm like just starting yeah, my God. journey. That's awesome. So would you say if God was to look at your life and see everything you've done, would you say that he'd, God will find you as a good person or a bad person? Mm, I don't think you'd say I was a bad person. Yeah. Now, compared to maybe like criminals, we look like angels to them. But compared to a God, I'm not sure if we're looking very good compared to God. I'll give you an example. Have you ever told a lie? Oh, hey. hey oh, there. shit. Hey, it's Carlos. Hello, bro. <laughs> good to see you again, man. You connected with Abraham just before as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. One minute ago, bro. That's awesome, man. So it's good to it's great you're able to tune into our YouTube live since I met you, you know, back 15 days ago. So that's awesome. You've been getting into your yes, Bible every uh, day, man. Yes. Good. I have. Of course, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's keep it up, man. Keep s strong in the Lord, and I think Abraham encouraged yeah. you to join training. Uh, I would yeah. definitely echo that same idea. Hey, training. I'm warning you, bro. There's a guy here. He acts normal, and then he he shows you bad pictures, bro. Like okay. weird people. What is his? I'm what is his? You, uh, what is the his screen look like? He he has a white shirt and some glasses, and he has some a mask on. Okay. Yeah, right. mask on. I'll keep an eye out for him. All right. I'll keep an eye for him. Yeah, bro. But, but yeah, man. Um, good, good to see you again, Carlos. Yes, sir. Adios, bro. Yeah, God bless. Hey there. Hey. Hey there. Hey. I've got a question for you. 
Does the Bible say I can't get drunk as shit while underage? That's an interesting question, man. <laughs> well, drunkenness but, is a yeah, sin. Yeah. Drunkenness is a sin, definitely. Yeah, but uh, say that again, say that again. What? You're saying it again with your ear, fingers in your ears. How does that work, man? Say, 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 say drunkenness is a sin again. It is. Drunkenness is a sin. I didn't hear you, though, so it's not a sin. Well, you said it to I'm me. I'm drunk as shit. You said, you said that. You even said it to me. Yeah, but I, I, also, I also don't remember what I did like 30 fucking seconds ago. So okay. are, you a bit, are you a bit drunk at the I'm moment drunk. or what? Nah, mate, I'm completely fucking sober, mate. Hey, don't try not swear. Just remember, swearing is a sin. Um, but maybe what yeah. I do, we're doing a YouTube live, man. What you could do, check out the YouTube live, listen to the next conversation. It's needgod.net is the username. All right. I ain't going to lie to my brother. I don't even believe in God. Yeah, well. Like, well, I'm just doing this because I really believe. Yeah, because well, I think we all know there's a God. We all do it. We all know it. I, but we just. Okay, no. Okay, I'm sobering myself up to have a conversation with you about God. I fundamentally believe that no being truly believes in God. That's my because in the last moments of your death, no matter what, you fear death because you fundamentally know there's no thing after death; you just die. Everything fears that. Now, you people, know? now we may be be afraid of the process of dying, but for me, I've got no fear in death because I know exactly where I'm going afterwards. No, you don't. I believe. I believe in the moment of your death, you do. You you the, do. the animal instinct which is tells why. you the fundamental you're going to die. It, and there's going to be that's why even even when people it. are presented with opportunities of like let's say they're going to be burned at the stake because they believe in Jesus, they're presented with the opportunity to recant and give up, and they say no. I'm happy. I'm happy to die for my faith in Jesus. I'm not going to give up just so I. Can I do not know. I do that. But I'm talking like the moment of death. You truly realize that, you know, you are dying here. Yeah, I can't you know? wait. In fact, I've seen, I've, I know many believers, many Christians who die. The, the Bible die says with... God is an all-loving God and an all-forgiving God. So just kill yourself. He'll forgive you. You'll go uh, to heaven. You know why? Just, do it. The... just do it. You can't. You know why? God's got work for me to do here on this earth. And so therefore, I don't want to miss out on the work that God's got for me to do here on this earth. Don't bullshit me. Like how you yes. probably convert what zero people? Again, now I respect the institution of the church. And fundamentally, there is no fucking god. All right, I go why, to why fucking church. That? I've read can, the can, Bible. Can I just? Can I encourage you? Please don't swear. I just appreciate if you didn't swear. If that's okay, man. Um, but you. Man, fuck, I will swear some stuff. Fucking But, man, but, then, but then we can't have a conversation, and man, and you just have to check out the next chat. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. You make a good point. I will. I will attempt to live my swearing. But again, I am drunk as shit right now. To, yeah, without the profanity. Fuck. <laughs> without the profanity again. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. No more. So can I give you an example, man? This might be helpful. My house here, would you agree that someone had to build this house? Yes. Yeah, and how do you know someone built it? Because it is a non-natural construction. Well, because it had a beginning. It can't just appear out of nowhere, can it? But no, we do know the universe had a beginning. Because there is a point of infinitesimal, infinitesimal uh, mass uh, where all matter was compressed to a point of, again, not drunk, I could argue with you officially. 
Okay, so, so okay. Notice, notice, I will not debate. We will... Hear me out, hear me out. So you knew that this building had a builder because out of nothing, nothing comes. And, and you're right, the universe did have a beginning. We know that. And since the universe had a beginning, and out of nothing, nothing comes, therefore, there would need to be a creator for the universe. Not necessarily. Again. Okay. Yeah, there were. Now, hear me out. 300 years ago, we had no idea evolution was a thing, right? We had no idea. All right. I, again, you still debate evolution, but that's the point. Generally, science is is united on the front that evolution is a thing. Three hundred years ago, we had no idea. But evolution's but irrelevant years ago, to what we're talking about, though. This has got nothing to do no, with no, evolution. No, no, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Three hundred years ago, we had had no idea evolution was a thing, but we knew that there was something that must be driving the change of organisms, or at least the point uh, they become more advanced over time. Like we knew that, but we we didn't know. We, we had no idea what it was. We had no theories. There was nothing. But we discovered through science, we figured out the evolution in the same way. But we don't know now what triggered the, the Big Bang and what triggered the creation of conscious life. It is likely we will find out. No, well, this now, is the thing. Is that, I, that, that's, that's not a good argument, though. The reason why it's not a good argument is because we already know now, since the 1960s with the discoveries of the micro background radiation and the redshift, we know that this universe had a beginning. And we conclusively also yeah. know that out of nothing, nothing comes. Every effect has a cause. So therefore, we know that this universe would have had to have something beyond it, outside of space and time, that created it. But therefore, you are filling the void of what created the universe with an arbitrary no. god that was created no, no, by no, no, a man no. two thousand years ago. Not at all. Not at all. The Bible was written by a bunch of Greeks even a hundred years after Jesus. All right, a hundred fucking that's years. That's not even. That's not even. Did you know how long that is? But but that's not even the case. That is indisputable truth. The, the Bible was written by Greeks a hundred years after Jesus existed. Yeah, that's not the case. But are you actually willing to? Because you're making claims. But are you willing to hear my answer to them? Yes, okay. of course. Okay, so so that the Bible, it was written by eyewitnesses. So it wasn't written 100 years after. The eyewitnesses wouldn't have lived another 100 years after Jesus. So it, would, it was all finished within the first century. That's what historians recognize. Now, in terms of, well, we're not just arbitrarily making up a creator. Instead, the very universe itself necessitates a creator. Right. It's like if you were even to dig up something in archaeology and you found like a piece of pottery, it had even some inscriptions on it, some writing on it. You're not going to just say, well, we're going to make up that there were people. You're going to say it shows that someone had to make this. You see the design of that. You see the piece of pottery. The, that is itself the evidence of the one, the ones who made it. And so the universe is the evidence of the one who made it. But I would disagree because, again, you know, we do not know what the, the, the event that triggered the Big Bang. Okay, it could have been not. Okay, now again, the uh, tiny little hypothesis that I have. I believe the purpose of, you know, purpose of life is to advance to the point that they can create a new, new universe that creates life. Right? Device is restarting now. I apologize. I'm not now. Not now. Not now. I am going to argue. I would continue remember, remember, remember. This is I'm not I'm not having a debate with you. Ultimately, instead, I, I care about you, man. I I I can see that oftentimes people don't want there to be a god because they know that it affects how they'd have to live, and they know that they can't get drunk, or have sex before marriage, or look at pornography and things like that. But but I 
I would encourage you, man, even though you might like doing some of those things, the momentary pleasure of sin is not worth punishment forever after you die. It's such a stretch to go from, oh, yes, well, here, well, you know, the universe, we can't figure out what the universe is beginning in, to you can't have sex before marriage. What the fuck is is marriage, all right? Like, what is marriage to a monkey? This is why. So because we see, we, we can show that we see design, we see the universe having a beginning. We see design right at the very origin of the universe, showing then an intelligent designer that made the universe, right? Now, that intelligent designer who made the universe can therefore set the rules for his own universe. Just like you're in your house, you could set the rules for your house. The creator can set the rules for his universe. And so part of that is he says things like, don't lie. Now, have you ever told a lie before? Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you right there. Again, you are, you are, I feel like you're reading off a sheet here, right? I make a point, you just ignore it because, you know, again, I could make a point that, oh, well, yes, you know, fundamentally the, oh, yeah, well, we don't know the universe had a creator to, God doesn't want me to get drunk, is a bit of a fucking stretch. You swore again, you get self control, man. I apologize, I apologize. So it's a bit of a stretch. Is it it's not. not. This is you not. Know, no, this no, is no, why. Please, if you were to make, please. let's say you were to make a no, no, I will, I'm not getting equal. I'm answering your question. You asked how how is it a stretch? I'm one, I'm showing it's not a stretch. By if you make a chair, you spend a lot of time making it, and it's beautiful. Well, you can now determine who sits on the chair, where it's placed, who uses it, because it's your chair, not anyone else's. And so a creator who made the universe therefore has the authority over the university made including over us who lives inside of his universe therefore he can set rules and if we break those rules fair enough there can be punishment fair enough if the universe has creator he could equally set rules however why would i follow your creator specifically you know could i not equally just read the the sorry i you know i'm not as quick when i've had huge amounts of alcohol the uh, Hindu religious book, because I don't equally follow the Hindu religious book and say, well, you know, my God is, a, yeah, my, my God is a four legged, a four armed, four armed, four armed, two trunked elephant creature. You know, yeah. why is it, why is it specifically because, your God? There's no, there's no answers for that. This is why oh, there are definitely answers for that, right? And that is God can't be his own creation because God, he can't, he can't create himself. He's, he, he is before the universe so he can't be part of it he's not going to be an elephant then all right so that already rules out hinduism because it doesn't make logical sense with that in that regard (laughs) but with what we have with christianity in particular is that we have the words of jesus who did amazing things to show his himself to be true purely from ancient historians they they agree that the tomb of jesus was found empty after he got crucified so it was empty on the third day. Um, they're agreeing that there's all these people saying he's alive from the dead, of which we can read many of those historical accounts to, still to this day. And so this is not some sort of blind faith and you have to hope that Christianity is true. It's based on the rock-solid evidence of Jesus' death and resurrection from the dead, which Hinduism, Islam, and Buddhism do not have. But I could equally argue that there are so many other explanations for Jesus being not in this tomb. For example... There's a book I read, uh, my mother's favorite book. It's, uh, what's it called? I have a poster on it in the wall of my fucking hall. 
Mall of My Hallway. Um, okay, it's basically written by this Orthodox Christian guy who talks about the execution of Jesus and how Pontius Pilate um, was basically, he used Jesus as kind of an advisor and he, he very much liked Jesus. And after the death of Jesus, he felt guilty. So he moved him to in some kind of respect. And the Christianity was born out of Pontius Pilate moving Jesus. Not a Again, I don't believe historian, Pontius Pilate not a single, Not a single ancient historian would agree with that hypothesis because there's not a single piece of evidence from the first century that would say anything like that. Instead, However, in there is also no evidence that he goes in the fucking... Yeah, yes, there is. Oh, sorry, there's no evidence because we have actually we actually have the official Roman historic historical accounts from Tacitus. He was a Roman historian from the first century who records that Jesus definitely was crucified by Pontius Pilate, and he wasn't body moved by Pilate. In fact, his tomb was guarded by the Jewish soldiers that they had there. Uh, they had a guard of soldiers, and so they themselves were guarding the tomb to make sure that no one would steal the body. Um, and and so. His day was definitely crucified, definitely dead. Third day, the tomb's empty. But not only is the tomb empty, you've got now thousands of people saying, we've actually seen him alive from the dead. People who are willing to even be put to death for that claim. Nobody dies for what they know they've just made up and they know is a lie. Do you understand how easy it is to convince a person that you are God? Do you, do you have this any Clearly, you have no idea. No, please let me finish. Clearly, you have no idea how easy to someone is because you have been convinced that someone has got. All right, there is I a. I haven't cult been afraid to look at the evidence. Right I haven't been afraid to look at the evidence, and that's what's convinced and me. But the we have because there is no evidence. Cite me a source. Bring up a source. Tacitus, telling me Jewish uh, Josephus. You know, I want a link in the the whatever chat of this video notice, telling me. I'm not believing this until I have a this. That shows you haven't even looked at this. You're making all these claims without even bothering to look at what the ancient historians say okay. on this topic and without even looking yeah, at any primary source you running. yourself. Do so, you understand how many stories there are? Oh, yes, some person died so and a thousand people saw it. Can I encourage you? Can you I encourage you? That's so, so incredibly yeah, easy to fake. Yeah, thousands yeah, of people yeah. saw Hitler in Argentina. Thousands of people saw fucking Mussolini walking so, back sir, into Rome. So, what you should do then, instead of thinking that you know stuff about this when you agree that you haven't even looked at these sources to actually say look oh i don't know i should look into it be an open-minded person man. don't be a closed-minded person i don't i'm afraid to look at the evidence i'm afraid to look into it. instead be open-minded and just like i had to do that honestly i had to do that and that's actually what convinced me of the truthfulness of it right but you know what i think is holding you back from that you like living life your own way you do like living life your own way don't you Eh, honestly, honestly, if I would, I would love if there was a God. I simply cannot no, 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 find but, reason but, to believe those. But you notice how you live right now. You choosing to do this. Yeah, I get drunk. Right, you're choosing to do Sinful. these things. Yeah. Jesus drank a bunch of wine. I'm not. I'm, I'm not hearing. Jesus doesn't Getting get drunk is a sin. All right. So why did Jesus send the water into wine? Why, why because alcohol is not a sin, but getting drunk is a sin. Oh, I am completely sober. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even. I'm not going to be. Fair enough. I can't even say. So, All right. so let hey, me listen, ask you, my man. friend. Listen, let me ask this conversation comes in. I'm I'm too tired. I need to go to well, bed. Well, you know what you should What's do. What's your name? Then? What's your name? My name's Ryan, and you should go and listen to our 
make sure you maybe go to our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, needgod.net. And I think from that, you're going to learn more about these things because I really care about you. And that's why I'm talking to you. This is not a debate. Instead, Believe me, I'm you are not to, convincing me that God exists. You are not. I would, okay, listen, okay. I, if, you don't want I swear to Christ above right now. Well, please, 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 please. I swear to Christ above right now on my mother's life, if I get, if I die and I wait to the pearly white gates of heaven, I want him to talk to me for a hundred trillion years, all right? I want to, in fact, I want him to talk to every single member of my family. I am that sure that God does not exist, all right? Give, and give, maybe, give me a you know, reason. in some inconceivable reason. Hold up, you said you were that sure, but can you give me a single reason why you say God does not exist? Okay, I could if I was not incredibly drunk. Right, so you don't Again, have anything. You haven't, given me, you haven't given me a source. So you don't I, I can even just put Do you see the difference? Thousands of people have said, oh, yeah, Jesus. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I saw Hitler in Argentina. Notice what you've done. Oh, Notice I saw Machiavelli. I asked you, give me a single reason for why you say God is not real. And you agreed you got nothing. Oh, up, single reason God is not real? I've seen no evidence for a God. For a That's God not evidence. That's not I, evidence no. God's not real. Because absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Fundamentally, it is, so is it not? At the moment, I actually have zero evidence that you've got money in your wallet right now. But that's not, therefore, evidence that you don't have money in your wallet. Can I feel like you're reading off a script, you know? Sure. Just, you no, know, you, you just don't like face the like I'm speaking facts to you, man. Uh, listen, my friend, so, I am sure if you that there evidence. is some imbecile of God's existence. I... I'm not that imbecile. So if you lack evidence of God's existence, you don't say, therefore, he's not real. You just simply say, I don't know. I need to investigate. That's exactly what you say. If, if I have no evidence of something's existence, then I say he's not real. That's okay, exactly so what I do. I've got I no evidence. evidence. I've got no evidence that you've got money in your wallet. So therefore, you've got no money in your wallet. Yeah. Do you see how illogical that no. is? No. Because you may have money in your that wallet, whether illogical. I have evidence of it or not. But you do have evidence of money in your wallet because I you have, have seen done. wallets before. No, no, no. Your wallet. No, no, no. I said your wallet. You've seen wallets before, have not? Wallets have money in them. Most people have wallets. Therefore, I, I am a person. Therefore, I likely have wallet money that, in my wallet. That doesn't I do not, in fact, have money in my wallet. A, you may own a wallet, but that doesn't mean you got money in it, man. No, it does not. It does not. But fundamentally, so look, so therefore, reason would suggest that I have money in my wallet. Absolutely. Reason would not suggest. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So what you should do, man, in, the, in that case, I, would, I wouldn't okay. make a claim. I'm sorry, my friend. I'm going to... Ryan, Ryan, listen. I am not being convinced of God's existence. Hail I Satan. Know, I know you're afraid of it. I mean, I'm afraid of God. I'm I fucking love God. All right? I go to church shit. I love Christianity. You have driven this out of me. I don't believe in God, but I, you have driven this out. Hold up. I like God? I, I'm, is there like someone, is there someone watching this? I think, but this is the thing. Yeah, you're, we're, we're live streaming, man. But, dude, my oh, okay, hope, right. you're my hope, I fundamentally, I really like Christianity, all right? I do. I do believe it's good, but I just don't believe God exists. And there is nothing that would ever convince me of God's existence. Which, which, hold up, you just yeah, played. God just came down yeah, and tell yeah. me God's All right, I'm, yeah. I'm going to bed now. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, man. Just, I'm just, can I just say one thing? Say I'm one thing to you, man. You just, just played, God, your, God, you just God, played God. your cards there. You just said nothing will ever convince me, which shows you're not open to evidence. You just don't want there to be a God. No, no, I'm not. No, I, I am absolutely not open to open to God's existence. Wow. Unless God physically comes down That's right true. now and that tells shows, me he's real. That shows that you're not a rational person. A rational person is always open to evidence. You just said, I'm I not know, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Usually, again, I'm incredibly good at debating when I am not drunk. I am incredibly drunk right Don't now. Don't see this as a debate, man. See this as 
you you know that this universe can't just make itself. The Big Bang had a beginning, so it needed to have something. No, I. And so I mean, two hundred years we will figure out what that beginning. No, notice that. I don't so know you now. See the conclusion I'm not now. You see the conclusion. Yes, there'll be a creator, but you're like, I'm hoping one day they'll prove that wrong. Why? Because you have that presupposition. I don't want there to be a god, because you're afraid of him, and you know that he makes you feel guilty I, for no, the things I, that you do. I want that. I want to be good so badly, but there is. Well, there is no, no I don't think so, because notice how you're living. You're not choosing to live. Again, in I, I apologize. I, I egged you on, and I kept this discussion going. You, I really, really. You're not choosing to. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I encourage you, man? God is not real. God is not real. There is no God. I love Christianity. I go to church. I read the Bible, but there is no God. Saying that doesn't make it. It doesn't make it true. Wow! Look at that. It's. It just shows again. Scripture is true. Time and time again, men love the darkness rather than the light. He did not present a single good reason for his lack of belief in God. It was just like saying it over again, hoping that saying it lots of time makes it true. He's afraid. You see, atheists are those who are afraid of the light. But let's pray for him. Heavenly Father, do pray for that, that young man who, Lord, he seems to be very depressed. That's why he's resorting even to alcohol to try and find some joy. Lord, he may he come to realize that life without you leads to him to substance abuse like that even as a, as a young person and lord i do pray that you would allow him to come to hear and believe the gospel if that be your sovereign will thank you for the opportunity today in jesus name amen see the storm is rolled away behold the Thank you guys in the chat. Appreciate your encouraging comments and yeah, praying for that man. Hank said he was running scared. Pray he reconsiders. That's true. He was. All right. Welcome. Good to see everyone. Hey, Steph. That was Man of Sorrows, Steve's favorite song. It's a good one. Okay. Doesn't want there to be a God. Let's keep on going. Hey there. Hey, man, you've been skipping on all my friends, man. Every time you run away. That's not true. Well, usually. But I've got you pegged. <laughs> Last time, I remember I've spoken to you a couple times, man. I'm wise to you now, you know. And you've, you run away every you time. Came, you guys are on a panel, and you're all idolaters. No, instead, we believe the Bible. No, you don't. You, you reject you, you 
you reject no, the, the no, Trinity, no, don't no, you? No, no, absolutely, with yeah. every fiber of my being. Okay, so you don't like Jesus Christ? I do. I love Him. Okay, and that's like, why He's Do you like God. the Father? Let me ask you this. Wow, you don't think Jesus is God? I absolutely don't. I know He's not. Can I give you a verse in the Bible? And I just want to hear your let thoughts me, on it. Me, why don't you just save your rot for some kid? Okay, no, I've been doing this 50 years. I've got 50 years. You know, if you will look at this verse and roll up your sleeves. Okay, let's read it out. Let's read it get out. out of the, and get off the King James kick and get into some Greek text. This find is not out King James. Some, from commentary. This is not King James. You'll so let's find read it. Out Can we read it together? No, okay, no. No, you're not going to suck me into your bullshit. Oh, you just swore. Yeah, bullshit. That's a sin against God, and you claim to be a follower okay. of the Lord? Bullshit. Out of, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, look at you. Look but at you. Look what you're read, trying to be. You're the, the accuser. You're let's the accuser. The Simeon no. Peter, a servant and apostle. You. Are you going to run away? Like last time. So Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have yeah. obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. What did it I say about Jesus Christ? Our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So do you believe that? Jesus is both God and Savior. It's, it's a yes or no, whether you believe that verse or not. You're trying to search for a way to get rid of that verse or something? Another one that's on it is similar. It's Titus 2.13, 2, which is waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't think Jesus is God, you're just rejecting the word of God. Yeah. And it actually says in Second John, if you don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, you don't actually have the Father. So if you don't actually have a right view of who Jesus is, you don't have the Father. Is this... So you, you are going to believe these scriptures, man, or not? Yep. And so, are you going to believe that Jesus is both God and Savior, as those verses say? Why are you at it? Romans 9 5 says, To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all. Bless forever. Amen. He's God over all. Has, it, has this left you speechless, man? Because is it different to what you've been taught for the past 50 years?
Yeah, because, man, the reason why I'm speaking to you is because I care about you. I do care about your eternal destiny. I don't want you to end up in hell. I know hell is real. And the only way you can be saved is if God has come down as a human to die for your sins. Otherwise, you're just believing in Islam, ultimately, which tries to earn their way to heaven. All you're doing is giving links. Are you willing to have a conversation? Because I'm giving you scriptures. You're just giving me a link. Yeah, I can't really hear that, man. Do you play the violin? Are you willing to have a conversation, man? My encouragement is that, like, the fact that you have no comment shows that you know that these verses are clearly teaching that Jesus is God. So rather than just going to a website to hopefully they might be able to refute these verses, just believe the scripture. Otherwise, you're just doing what false religions do, cults do. When they're presented with something like, no, I'm going to go to the watchtower. I'm going to go to this. What? There's one God? I agree there's one God. But Jesus is God. So there's still only believe in one God. One God, we've got the Father, who is God, the Son, who is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. In fact, that's how the, the formula, the Trinitarian formula is given in Matthew 28, 19. It's go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Do you think that... So do you think that you'd ever say, look, I'm going to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son and Moses, or the Father and... David and Jeremiah? No, because that's equating David and Jeremiah with the Father. And yet the, the fact that it says baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, shows the equality between all three persons of the Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are equal in authority and power. In fact, Jesus says that. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. So let's read out. You you gave me First Corinthians eight six. To us there's one God, the Father. Yep. From whom are all things. Yep, I agree with that. And we are for Him. And one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things. And we are through Him. Notice, do you see that? Sir? The verse actually defeated your position. It's saying everything comes from the Father, and everything comes from Jesus Christ, showing therefore Jesus is equal to the Father. I think you shot yourself in the foot with that verse. And if there's only one Lord, what does the word Lord mean? Ultimately, master, supreme ruler. And so if Jesus is Lord, and in the Old Testament we see the Father is referred to as Lord, we see equality between the Father and the Son.
Again, all you're giving is links. This is not actually supporting your position. Yeah. So, man, my prayer is that God will save you. I want, I want you to trust in what Christ did, that he is God and that he died on the cross to pay for your sin. You need to. I don't want you to end up in hell. And so, man, those scriptures I've sent you, I'm hoping that you're going to read them and believe them. doesn't matter if you've been 50 years in a cult. You can get out of the cult even today. This could be the day God brings you out of it to biblical Christianity. So when I ch chat to Jehovah's Witnesses, I say the same. Don't stay in the watchtower. Don't stay in the, the Jehovah's Witness organization because they sadly reject the scriptures. They don't believe Jesus is God. And yet the Bible's definitely clearly telling telling us that he is. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be praying for you, man. I will be praying for you. <laughs> yeah, Lord, I do pray for this man. I do pray that you bring him out of the darkness that he's in. I do pray that he will come to trust in Jesus Christ, that he is God. And that he needs a savior. He needs Jesus Christ to be his Lord and Savior. Bring him out of um, the lost condition, and even sanctify him, then, Lord, so that he can then start controlling his his lips. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. So you're accountable for what you've heard. I hope you change your mind before Judgment Day. Wow. He had no answer. He literally was speechless with all those verses. It just shows those who deny the Trinity, those who reject God's truth, it's not, they're not doing it because they have a good biblical reason, or purely because they are afraid of the truth. It's actually what happened last time. I remember changed that guy once before. It's not long before he starts swearing. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. God must be trying to get your attention, man. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I had you on mute, and you were talking away, and I didn't hear one word, and that was refreshing. And did you read were you willing to it, read those scriptures? It, it, it's were refreshing. To, were you willing it's to read those scriptures? It's refreshing. It's you were refreshing. Afraid? Are you afraid no, to I, examine I'm, the scriptures? I'm not afraid. You know, you're you Then tell me God what those scriptures you. say. Second you're Peter one one. You're a joke. I gave it to you. No, did you, you look it link. up? You gave me a link. You, I wanted Yeah. Did you read it? Because <laughs> I would rather have a conversation. I did you read it? I did read the verse. I did read the verse. Okay. I didn't want well, to read the word of man. More. I read, I read the verse. The verse says, "You, you know, God here's the deal. Jesus You're not going to convince me of your you, point of view. If you don't I'm want to be convinced, gonna, I understand. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you. Neither did the Pharisees. Your You're wasting Pharisees. your time. You're wasting your time. <laughs> wow. Hey, he just admitted he's not going to change his mind. That is funny. Wow.
When someone's afraid of the truth, they won't care about what the scripture has to say. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Um, I think we sit in coffins and then, um... Eat the platter of the platypus. Yeah. So, yeah, we... we... Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, can I ask you a question? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, it says we both like Jesus and God. Do you like Do you like Jesus? I do. Awesome, me too. And so, gotta love the Lord. Hey, that's awesome. Do you think that you'll go to heaven? Um, I do, but I suppose it depends on different like definitions and opinions and stuff. Okay, so. Like, would you say you've been a good person? I am. Yeah, I've been pretty good. Yeah. So, for example, though, have you ever told a lie before? Yes. Yeah, me too. Who has it? Yeah, same. Have you ever used bad language? <laughs> All the time. All the time, yeah. Or even this, like, have you ever been angry or rude to someone? Um. Yes, but not on purpose. In anger, we can't really help how we feel. Right, but we can control whether whether we respond angrily or not, yeah. right? Yeah, so if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty for those things, but I have changed a lot of my bad habits except for the cussing, but I have learned to control my anger. But cussing just makes me feel better. That's why I do it. Um, and as a, and like me being bisexual some people have like different opinions on that and they say like oh you kiss the girl you can't god will never accept you and i'm just like okay because <laughs> i, I know was... you could i know you could speak for him <laughs> right so we have done all these things right and so we are guilty of breaking his law so then if we're guilty do you think god should reward us for what we've done wrong or should he punish us I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Like, it's not always what you do, it's why you do it. Because if you try and change and you genuinely try to be a good person and make good effort in life, I feel like you shouldn't get rewarded for it, but he should help you see your mistakes and learn how to change. Okay. Because it's good to acknowledge our mistakes, it's good to change. But just like if a criminal did that in a court of law, He's found guilty. He says, I'm going to change. I won't do it again. Would the judge just let him go free? No. No, same with God. So changing and admitting our mistakes won't fix our past sins. But thankfully, there is a way. Um, so we do have to get punished. Does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. Now, the only way for us not to go to hell then is if someone was willing to take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? None. Yeah, so then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? Heaven. Right, and that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. And that's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So then if Jesus does that for you, takes all your punishment, where do you end up when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because of Jesus. Good answer. Because he took all the punishment for us. Now, he does it as a free gift. You just need to accept that gift. And you do that simply by trusting that he's already died for everything bad you've ever done. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what if you do trust that today? But then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? I would still go to heaven because I know at the back of my mind that Jesus loves me no matter what. And he died for all of us, even the sinners of the sinners, the worst of them. <laughs> Yeah, because well, we are all sinners. We all do very many bad things. But if our trust is still in Jesus that he died for us, then he did die for our past and future sins. So you would go to heaven. But what if you don't trust that he took all the punishment for you? Where would you go? Probably go to hell. Yeah, because you got to then pay for your own sin. And since you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for your sins? Well, I suppose it's all a matter of opinion because some people don't always realize it at first. Like some people need a blessing in disguise like me. Like I've always believed in Jesus and I've always believed in God and stuff. But like I didn't really truly believe until like I feel like God showed me like a sign and stuff. And once I allowed him into my heart. So, I mean, like I feel like you should trust him when you know that it's right when you are ready to accept that. Yeah. And so would you say that from now you are trusting that the only reason you're going to heaven is because Jesus died for you? Yeah. Yeah, good. So then if you were to stand before God today and he was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? I would say because Jesus forgave us all and he died for our sins. So I may not be perfect, but I still believe in you and him and I trust you both. And I trust that you have the best judgment. I'm not good with words sometimes, sure, but sure. something along the lines of that. Yeah, because do we go to heaven because of what we do for God or what he's done for us? what he's done for us right so it's not even about anything we've done it's all just about what he's done he's done for us and so what has he done to save you from going to hell well he's just he's just blessed me a lot and made me happier and yes. stuff because i was in a deep dark place before in a mental hospital suicidal thoughts and stuff but i feel oh. like the day that i went into the hospital was like snap everything changed okay wow yeah yeah and so, but what has Jesus done, though, specifically to save you from going to hell? He he died for us and he saved us for our sins. Right. So then if, go back to that question, then if God asked you, then why should I let you into heaven? What do you say to him? Because Jesus died for us and saved us from our sins. Yeah, good answer. That's the right answer. And so out of 100, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Probably, well, now that I'm talking to you, probably like a hundred percent. Yeah, if our trust is, if your trust is in Jesus, you can be one hundred percent sure because He died for one hundred percent of your sins, right? 
Now, does doing good things then have any part in getting you into heaven? It can, yes. Okay, but then would we be going to heaven based on what Jesus did for us or would we be getting to heaven based on what we have done? Based on what we have done. And we can't get to heaven that way because doing good things doesn't fix the bad things that we've done. Right? And because heaven's a gift. You don't pay for a gift. You just accept it. Right? And so then would doing good things be required at all to go to heaven? No, you just no. have to accept the hand of God. Yeah, you got to trust that he took the punishment for you. Now, that doesn't mean, therefore, we do bad things. We want to still do good things and obey God because we're thankful to him for what he's done for us. That's why we do that. Do you see? Yeah, yeah. so then let's say you had a friend of yours who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? They would still go to heaven as long as they trust God and trust Jesus and everything. Now, what it means to trust in Jesus is to trust that you're going to heaven because he died for you. Based on what that friend said, though, were they trusting in Jesus to go to heaven or was he trusting in himself? Trusting in himself. Yeah, which means he doesn't have Jesus then dying for him. So where would he end up? Hell. Yeah, good answer. But what if you had another friend who said, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. The first reason is because Jesus died for me. And the second reason is because I think I'm a good person. Where would he end up? Heaven. Now, is he trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? No. He's thinking it's 50% Jesus, 50% himself. So then does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sin? No, I guess not. No, and so therefore, where does he end up? Hell. Yeah, and so then, for yourself, think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was going to get you into heaven? I don't know. I thought it just like, I guess, proving to God that I'm worthy of it, I suppose, by my faith and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so basically your your actions, like being good enough, doing good things for God, all those sort of things, right? And so you're trusting in this. Yeah, and believing. And believing, yeah, so 50-50 at least. So if you had died then, before this conversation started, where would you have ended up? Hell. Yeah, but if you died this very moment, where, where do you think you'd go? I think I'd go to heaven because yeah. of Jesus of Jesus. That's awesome. That would make this conversation like a turning point in your life, wouldn't it? Yeah. And so then what should also want to change from this point on is our behavior. Because we love Jesus, we don't want to just go and do more sinful stuff against him, right? And so, right. And so that motivates us not to swear. It motivates us not to lie and to steal or to get drunk or even to have sex outside of marriage, right? Because if it's God's universe, he can set the rules for how we should live, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, and so even part of that, he does say, sex can only happen between a husband and wife in marriage, not outside of that bounds. And so we seek to respect that and try and live the way he wants us to because we're grateful to him. Would, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually am waiting in so much because of that. Oh, awesome. Wow, praise be to God. That's awesome. Yeah, and so then 
probably i wouldn't even i'd recommend rather than classifying yourself as like you know you're a bisexual or something like that just classify yourself no i'm a new creation in christ i'm a christian right and that way rather than classifying yourself as bisexual because that'll actually maybe probably tempt you to give in to more sins but if you say no that was who i was but now i just call myself a christian i'm a new creation in christ and that'll help you to say no to sin and say yes to god yeah yeah now do you read the bible much yourself um no and this is um kind of a controversial thing but I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in the Bible. Wow. And why is that? I just feel like I don't agree with some of the stuff that we've said. And like, I'm not questioning God's word, but like, how do we know what he actually said? This was like, I feel like kind of like a book of rules and stuff written thousands of years ago by then that's been translated through thousands of years so how do we know if like that's what god like some of the things god actually said or stuff like that like it's not like i'm i'm i like to look at the science of things but also believe um but i just feel like that the bible like we don't actually know if some of that stuff is true and stuff like that okay but thankfully, the Bible records about Jesus, the fact that he died, he rose from the dead. And that's how we know about those things from the Bible. And the Bible records Jesus' words. And so the rules, they're actually from Jesus. So if we accept that he died for our sins, we should also accept his authority over our life. And he can therefore also set the rules for us. Does that make sense? Yeah. But God also gave us free will to be able to do what we want to do and choose our own path you know so he's still gonna love us no matter what yes we should still follow his rules but he doesn't want our rules to limit like what our happiness and what we do with our lives at the same time if that makes sense but isn't that the isn't that exactly the purpose of rules is to govern people's behavior so they don't do bad things that are going to hurt either themselves or other people think about at your home your parents set rules for your house right and so they don't say you've got free will to keep them or not keep them they say if you're in our house you must keep our rules right and so if we're in god's house his universe he doesn't say look it's up to you whether you want to keep them he says no you you must keep my rules in my universe do you see that yeah, and I'm I'm not saying like don't keep his rules, but I'm saying like follow his rules. But he also gave us the freedom to choose our own path while expecting us to do good as well, because he gave us that freedom of our own free will. So we should do him the same by following his rules because he gave us that gift. So we accept it. And in return, we do good for him. See what I'm saying? Exactly. So we can choose all kinds of things. Like you can choose to be a plumber. You can choose to be an electrician or different career paths. You can choose where you're going to live. But where our choice of ours goes against what God says, we, we are not allowed to do that. So we're not allowed to swear. We're not allowed to get drunk. We're not allowed to have sex outside of marriage. So even if we think it's going to be fun to do some of those things, 
we we should not be doing those sinful things because we're in God's universe, so it's His rules that we must follow. Out of thankfulness to Him for what He's done to save us, and God's rules aren't bad. Yeah, and I, I, right. I feel like I've been been blessed. Like I said, ever since that day I went to the hospital, boom, my life changed, and that was God saying, "Hey, you're gonna be okay." Right, but God's rules, like they're actually good for us. Because you said there were certain things you disagreed with of God's rules. What were you thinking of in particular? Um, like the sex before marriage thing, I agree with. Um, I don't agree with the part about like you have man and you have woman. So, like a, a woman and a woman shouldn't be together. A man and a man shouldn't be together. I feel like. I don't agree with that. And as for the swearing, I feel like those are just words. I only swear because it makes me feel better and it lets out some of that stress and anxiety that I have built up. I don't curse at people. I might curse with them or in conversation, but I don't, and I don't cuss in church or like, I try not to cuss in front of like super religious or old people or anything. Like I'm respectful when I do it. It's kind of just a casual thing, but those are kind of like the only two things that I don't really agree with. It's because you want to do them. Pretty much it. Right. You want to do them. But it's like this. If I was in your house or I was a visitor in your house and I said, hey, look, I don't like your house rules. You said I can't wear my shoes in your house. I'm going to wear them anyway. And so I'm just blatantly disregarding what you had to say. You wouldn't appreciate that, would you? No. You'd probably kick me out of your house, right? I wouldn't kick you out, but I would ask you to take, well, I guess I give people second chances, so I'd ask you to take right. your shoes or leave. But if I'm like, but I'm like, I disagree with your rules, I want to do it, what would you do? I believe in having good conversations with people, and I was like, I would probably ask the question of why you don't want to respect my rules and what problem you have with this and try to get the idea if it's plausible and like if it's not just because you want to be rebellious or something if it's like something because you have a fear or you might like feel a particular way i i suppose i could be sympathetic and understanding of that um and then but ultimately if i if i just like say no I just want to do. I just want to do whatever I want inside of your house. I'm just gonna not listen to what you have to say. You'll you eventually. It's not that I want to do. It's not that I want to do whatever I want to do. It's that. What well, isn't it? I don't know. I, you I, wanted to. I don't. I don't know. You wanted to do the. You know. You think you want to think that um, girl and a girl relationship is okay. That's you wanting to do what you want to do, even though God says it's my universe. I set the rules for you, and so we ought to respect them. Do you see that? It's not that I want to do it, but I feel like, like it's just kind of like a feeling you get. Like if you deny it, you're denying a part of yourself, and kind of like do it all hurts the time. you in a way. And God, God, God wants you to be happy. You know, but, no, but God wants you to be happy only in the right way. Someone may think that they can be happy by taking drugs 
But that doesn't mean, therefore, that's the way God wanted them to be happy. That's a wrong way to get happy. Um, and so that's why we have to deny our flesh all the time. We have to say no to stealing, even though we might think, oh, that would be good if I got that thing. I'm going to say no to stealing. And so we also have to say no to sexual desires as well. It doesn't matter if you've got the natural desire. It's about saying no to it because it's going to be harmful for either yourself or other people or it's going to offend God. Right? So God is not about just saying do whatever you want. He's saying you must live a certain way in his universe and it's going to be better for you anyway. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah I get that. Right. And so like, if you, if you were rescued from a burning building by a fireman what would you want to do for the fireman who saved your life i would want to repay him in yeah. whatever way i could thank him repay him do anything good for him you definitely don't want to punch him in the face after he saved you right same no. with jesus if jesus has given up his own life to save you from a burning hell then what would you want to do for jesus I would want to worship him and thank him and just be grateful and, you know, just kind of try to repay him by being the best person I can be to the best of my abilities. Right. And so if he says that he doesn't like it when we swear, he says that's really bad. And in fact, he had to die for that. And also any sort of lust or sex outside of marriage or anything like that then we should say, okay, I'm going to not do those things. I'm going to try and control my flesh and say no to that because I don't want to offend the one who's given up his life to save me. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you think that will be your aim now? Even though you might find it enjoyable to do some of those things, for you to say, my life is not my own anymore. Jesus died for me. My life is all about him. I think I'm more open to the idea now. Obviously, like, it takes time because you can't just change your whole lifestyle with the snap of your fingers, you know? Right. Like, you have to slowly adjust to certain things. But I think, like, you've definitely changed my perspective. Good. Praise God. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect overnight or anything like that, but it'll be that, yeah, that perspective change, the attitude change. So instead of loving to do these things, which you might have done before, you're going to say, nah, I feel like those things are bad. And I know God says they're bad, so I'm going to strive to say no to it. And yeah, God will slowly just give you more victory in those areas and you'll overcome sin better and better as time goes on. But a good way of doing that is actually by reading the Bible. So don't be afraid of the Bible. The Bible is actually a beautiful book because it records about what Jesus did for us, what he said, and also how he wants us to live. When's the last time you read the Bible? Mm, not since I was 13, maybe. Okay. so quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have one, though? Um, I believe it is in my closet somewhere. Yeah, nice. If you can't find it, you can always download one at any time on your phone or on, on the computer. You can access it. Uh, this is the app I use on my phone to read the Bible. It's called ESV Bible. Now, where I'd encourage you to begin would be in the book of John. John's in the 
the second half of the Bible, it gives you a good summary to what Jesus said and what he did. And just know this, the Bible is the word of God. So that means there are no mistakes. God didn't do anything wrong in there. And so I'd say it's the most precious book that you'll ever read. Yeah. Do you think you'll yeah. start reading it? I will read it. I, I might start reading it, but um, like it doesn't mean I will agree with some of the stuff it says, but like I said, you definitely changed my perspective. So in life someday, because I do like some of the Bible quotes and stuff, and I do like really like the inspiration and everything. And now it talks about like God's creation and kind of the story of what happened to us in the world. Like I, I do like all of that stuff. So sure. I'm just, I just, I just want to feel like inspired, not like I'm just reading a book about regular history. You know, sure. yeah, I want to yeah. feel inspired. Like I want to feel like that, that spark in my heart. And I think you will, but just remember we, we should never think if we ever come across something in the Bible that we disagree with, who would know better, us or the one who made the universe? God. Yeah. So therefore, we should change our mind. God doesn't need to change his mind. Right. Yeah, I get it. It's like when you're... When you were young, your mum might have said, hey, you can't have that candy right before dinner. And you're like, why? But I love the candy. But now you realize why. Because it would have ruined your dinner. And so God can say no to something which we may think is good at the moment because he's got something better in store for us later. And so we can trust him, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Do get into it. It's your spiritual food. Like imagine if you only ate food once a week. Would you be very strong? Wait, repeat the question. Sure. If you only ate food once a week, would you be very strong? No. No, you'd be very weak. So in the same way, if we only have our spiritual food, our barber eating like every now and then, once a week or once a month, we're not going to be strong in our faith. So how often then should you read your Bible? every day but i'm Good disagreeing plan. with you on this just because uh, it's just my opinion i feel like my faith is really strong you don't need to have the bible or go to church to truly believe you just need to have that acceptance in your heart and again this is very controversial especially for a lot of christians and my family's heavy baptist and that's like one of the hardest christians you can be um so i just i just feel like even though I might not have really read the Bible, like the whole thing, I feel like I still have a faith and I know the story and I know God's intentions and I know the rules. Like I'm still well educated about it. And I still like, I still believe, I feel like God just kind of helps you to believe by showing you signs. So he, he might not always say specifically like, like 
you have to do this or I won't do this and this and this for you. But he just kind of like gives you little signs like, hey, I'm here. And he really gives people like eye opening moments. So I feel like um, I didn't really have to read the Bible for me to see that. Like I just so naturally started to. I understand. I understand. So we can know things about God through like nature. Nature can show us that there has to be a creator. That's true. We can know those sort of things. But you don't know about Jesus dying on the cross for your sins except from the Bible. That's the source of that information. It comes from the Bible. But in terms of how sh should we live, yes, we have a conscience, so that can help us know how we should live. But also, you want to look at the book that God's given us. That's going to be the rule. That's going to give the instructions on how we should live as, as Christians. Um, so don't be afraid to read it. Because would you say that Jesus dying for you is just like a small thing that he's done for you? No. It's the biggest thing anyone's ever done for you. So then how big should the part be that Jesus has in your life? Too big. Yeah. Because I know I would have done the same thing. And so therefore he should have the biggest part in your life. If he has the biggest part in your life, wouldn't you want to hear from God every single day? Yeah, and I feel like I kind of do, like, I don't hear his voice talking to me, but, like, I know, like, little signs that he gives me, like, hey, I'm here. But that's not God then communicating information to you. The way that he communicates information to you is through the Bible. That's his book. And so be willing to approach it humbly. Not, I think there's things I disagree with, but instead, no, I'm willing to learn from it whatever it has to say. Because I know I don't know everything, but God does. And so I can learn from him. And you'll see no errors in the Bible. you see no contradiction. It's truly the word of God. And that's why Jesus even said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it is something that we need. It's even more precious than your daily food. Yeah, because God blessed us with the ability to have that daily food so we can survive. Right, and so if, you, if Jesus says that you need your spiritual food daily, your Bible reading, then we ought to get into it. Because when we come to trust in Jesus, we're really saying, Jesus, my life is now yours. It's not mine. It's yours now. So how would you want me to live today? Not how do I want to live today, but how would you want me to live today in your universe? That's what we should wake up thinking. And you find out the information on that by reading the Bible. Yeah. You see, that's a good perspective change rather than thinking, I've got free will to do what I want to do to make whatever makes me happy. No, it's not about making me happy. God's promised us eternal happiness in heaven. We can look forward to that. But for now, we want to live the way that pleases him. And that way will actually be the most happy for you anyway. It's more, it's, it's happier to say no to the short-term gain because you've got a long-term gain ahead of you it was good to say no to the candy because you didn't want to miss out on the delicious dinner right and that's right. going to help you to say i can say no to those sexual desires i've got to say yes to what god has in store for me in terms of if you maybe you get married you know husband and wife marriage in the future Maybe even if you don't get married, you may have to say you stay single your entire life. You're like, that's okay. Jesus stayed single his entire life. But 
my happiness is not found in relationships, but in ultimately being with the Lord forever in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you'll get into your Bible each day? I think I'm getting there. Like I said, I can't just change my whole lifestyle group and snap my fingers, but I'm definitely more open to it now. Yeah, awesome. That's good. What you could do, you can say this. This is what I say to myself. It gets me into the habit of reading the Bible. No Bible, no breakfast. No read, no feed. Gets you into the habit of it. And uh, honestly, I find value every time I read my Bible. I, I learn something new or I'm reminded about something, which is incredible. And I can, per I can personally speak from experience. When I give in to the lust of my flesh, it's miserable. You feel horrible. It doesn't even bring you ultimate joy. But when you say no to that and you seek to live how God wants you to, it's more enjoyable anyway. Have you found yeah. that a little bit in your life too? I suppose at times I do feel guilt or something about some of the things I've done, which is good because a guilt shows really your humanity because, you know, some people don't feel guilt and that's how psychopaths and stuff are made. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just feel like I have felt guilt about it at times. And I don't really know how to explain it, but you kind of know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Because God, that's that's inbuilt in you. God has given you that conscience so that you would feel guilt when you do the bad things you shouldn't be doing. And uh, oftentimes it leads people to all kinds of mental difficulties and they go to depression even from the guilt because they don't know they don't know how to handle it. But what the guilt should make us do is not just keep on doing the sins. It should make us realize I'm doing what's wrong. How can I find forgiveness first? And so you trust in what Christ did. You find forgiveness so that it relieves you of your guilt. And so so that you don't feel guilty again, you then live differently. You try and walk differently, live differently than you did before. And you'll find yourself then, yeah, having joy, peace, even if everything else is going crazy around you. Like, i got a peace because I know... I'm acceptable before God because of Christ, and I'm now trying to live for him as a result. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And maybe go along with the, to the church with your parents. Right? Yeah. Right. Good for you. Good. Fine. Surround yourself with good Christian friends rather than the ones that are going to try and draw you away and try and tempt you to do sinful things. Surround with yourself with those that are more wholesome. Yeah, and I mean, my my boyfriend that I have right now, I mean, he's wholesome, he's super sweet, and he 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 does good things too, and he's a good person. I mean, like, what he's you, just... What do you think he might mm -hmm. say? If you asked him, why do you think you'll go to heaven? What do you think his answer would be? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. Do you think it might be because he thinks he's a good person? I think he would probably say, like, 
because he's devoted to his religion and and the the lord and the stuff that he believes in which kind of like follows along the lines of like because of jesus died for us and stuff so i i definitely encourage you to check with him what he's just trusting in because it could be oh because i go to church i pray every day i do these good things and if that was his answer if he died today where is he currently going no. Yeah, because he's trusting still in what he's done to get to heaven and not fully what Jesus has done. And so what could you do to help him, him not go to hell? Just try and help him understand better and just yeah. talk to him kind of like you've done with me. Yeah, that would be the most loving thing you could ever do is to share that message with him. Definitely encourage you to do that. And you want to then also not... Um, yeah, you want to also remain pure and not have sex before marriage or anything like that. Um, and what can be good is even like encourage, maybe do some Bible reading together even with him. So that could be a good thing too, to both grow together in the Lord and also in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any questions you want to ask? Um. What was like the turning point in your life that helped you to believe more? So it was about the age of 15. I decided to just go and read the Bible for myself to see what it had to say. I read through the entire New Testament. And from that, I was convinced this is true. This makes sense. And I saw that it provided the solution to my biggest problem. My biggest problem being the fact that I knew that I had sinned. I'm not perfect. I've rebelled against God. I should be thrown into hell for that. But that Jesus came along and rescued me. And so I trusted in him from that moment on. And so I'd say that's probably the big thing that happened in my life, just reading through the Bible. And that's why I can see the value of it, which is wanting you to see the see the value of it too. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, definitely after talking to you, sometimes, you know, God just sends people uh, your way just to kind of be like, kind of set you straight in a way. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And faith comes by hearing, like, because if before this conversation, you weren't on your way to heaven because you, have, you weren't trusting in Jesus. But if you are now trusting in Jesus, then... Yeah, you woke up this morning on your way to hell. You can go to bed tonight knowing you're going to heaven if your trust is in Christ. And But but what will come along with that is that change of attitude as well. Of Instead of loving sin or supporting sin, we want to try and resist it and say no to the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good question. Do you have any other questions? Um. Not really, but thank you for talking to me about this. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My name is Ryan. I'm from Australia. What was your name? I'm Claire. I'm yeah. from Mississippi. Awesome. Great to meet you, Claire. It's been such a wonderful conversation. And also, I've shared yes, with you. It was... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I said it, it's been a really good conversation. Um, awesome. You know, you don't get to meet many nice people these days, so it's good <laughs> to meet one. Oh, glory to God. 
Also, I'll share with you, you've got a, uh, a TikTok and Instagram or a YouTube you could check out. The username is needgod.net. Get some help with videos on there that you might find useful. And if you feel like you have any more questions you want to ask, you can feel free to send a message on any of those platforms as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. You have a nice rest of your night or day, whatever time it is over there. No worries. <laughs> thank you, Claire. God bless you. Bye. You too. Bye. Oh, wow, that was a really cool chat there with Claire. And just wrestling, seeing her wrestle with it, the truth in her mind of how, first of all, coming to understand that we're truly saved by grace, not by our works, not by anything we do. And then and then the how shall we now live in a result of that? That was good. She was able to think through that. And how often the world tells us, just follow the flesh. Whatever your body wants, just do it. When that's not the case, we shouldn't be doing that. God says, say no to the flesh and say yes to him. In fact, we all have to do that. Your body may like, oh, I want to eat all that food. I want to eat all that food. But you know, if you eat too much, you feel sick, right? You have to say no to the flesh, right? Even when you're married or you're in a relationship with someone, you say no to temptation for adultery right um, when you desire something like oh that's some nice thing over there i could want that i could steal it you say no to the flesh because what god has in store for us is so much better reminds me of a verse that we've memorized isn't it Praise God. That was a good chat. Yeah, thank you there, Cameron, uh, Madison, and others. Okay. Well, it looks like we are going to get a couple more chats up now with someone, and then we're going to do a question time after that, after we finish the TikTok Live, and then the Kahoot game together. Let's get Paul, maybe, who's there, to unmute, and he can share a convo with you guys. Hey, got a question for you. Hey, hey, what's hey, up? Hey, we meet again, Mike. How you going? How are you, Paul? Good, mate. Good. What's going on? Not much. Just, uh, what was I doing today? Um, I read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. That really resonated with me. Nice. Oh, no, sorry. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3 and yep. 4. 2 yep. Corinthians chapter 1, 3 and 4. I don't think anything in the New Testament really, or anything really in the Bible is pretty good. I don't mind it. It's just try and get it all in at once you can't, can you? It's, uh, yeah. well, it's every day, you know, it's great. And then yeah. I memorized, uh, I memorized Psalm 137, 23, 24. Nice. Goes, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. 
and lead me in the way everlasting. Nice. It's always it's good nice to, to have those in your heart. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we do. We have a segment of the day on our YouTube. Have you seen that where we sing script or sing verses? Uh, we put chords to some of the verses and we memorize that by through song. That's sing, cool. Yeah. So maybe rewind the stream. You'll see some of the, the team doing that today. Um, some of us have got guitars. Some of us have got ukuleles. But, nice. um, hey, so have you thought about sort of continuing on with some training or what's your, what's your thoughts? Well, um, I have. I actually thought about it today. Uh, actually, I thought about it about an hour ago. And I, uh, I'm not really, um, I mean, like, like, like if you want to, I mean, I don't really know what else to do besides. Okay. Well, what um, we can do, like we can hook up another time, maybe tomorrow, if you, if you're free, um, but if you come through on your computer, mate, I can help you with some software that we use on a Meagle, and then we can, you know, we, we can monitor or watch you have a chat, um, give you feedback on the chat. Um, it's all about practicing and role playing, really, to, you know, get used to having these chats with people and getting them to understand the truth of God. So we can go through that if you want. Yeah, man. So, because um, we've already had a bit of a role. Another play thing like that. is that I'm just having a hard. I'm having a, I have a very busy stool. I'm like ministering to a lot of people. Um, sure. So, okay. Well, there's no pressure, my friend. I'm not available in the next day. I'm not either. So it's like, no pressure, my friend. Just, um, I'll keep that? in touch with you in the next day or two. And we can organize the time, even if it's next week, mate. You know, there's no hurry on it. All right. All right, man. Well, God bless you. I appreciate what you guys are doing. No worries, Mike. You take care, bro. All right. Well, guess what? Hello, my YouTube friends and guilty sinners alike. We are doing live streams right now, as you can see, because you are here watching. Uh, <coughs> and uh, thank you for your kinds words there, guy, with the singing and stuff. I, was, I actually reconnected with um, Weejanix, who's in the chat stream here. I won't reveal his real name yet, but anyway. Uh, we had a chat and, and um, that was the first thing he brought up. But anyway, thank you for your kind words there, mate. But uh I really think the girls have got a better voice than I have. And so I'm not taking credit for it. But anyway, Steve, my old mate, how are you, buddy? Where's Steph been lately? I always go, Steve, Steph. I haven't seen Steph for a while. Uh, but Grout plays Natalie and Meme. Mean? Ian, my old mate, Ian. Come on, man. I need you to train, bro. What's going on? This, we're getting to the end of, come on. You can't be keeping on putting it off. All right. God's not after ability, he's after availability. If you've got time here to watch the streams, you've got time to learn how to train. <laughs> right. Juan, my old mate, Juan, Fruit Loops, uh, Sports Spirit, Natalie, and who else we got there? We have Cameron and Spot Sports Spirit, Mia. Yeah, if you guys are still here, mate, awesome to see you guys here. If you haven't said hello, please say hello to us on the YouTube channel. Uh, you give me those side eyes there, Ian. I've seen it before now, mate. I've seen those side eyes. Anyway, no pressure, brother. Um, I'm going to play this music for you while I fill out this little card. I hear the Saviour say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus. 
Uh, Heavenly Father, we pray for Mike and we pray that he um, is inspired to want to come along and train as well as Steve and Ian and Alfie and anyone else on the stream that's watching that uh, should they choose to reach out and um, connect with us for training. Lord, we'd love to be able to raise more laborers for you. And we know it's the Great Commission and we know sadly it's becoming the Great Omission. So we just pray for these people that you pick their hearts and um, give them the courage and the encouragement and the boldness to do your work. As we know, it is one of the highest callings that you have for us, Lord, and we are so thankful that we get to do this for you on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Prayer has been sent and said, boys and girls, come along for training. It's great fun. And I won't bite your head off. So come on in for training. Austin, how are you, Austin? Good to see you, brother. All right, let's get into a chat, shall we, and see where Omegle takes us. We've had some fun chats today. We've had some reconnects, as you've seen. A couple of hard cookies there. And um, see you later, Selena. She's off. And, yeah, let's just see where the Lord takes us now, shall we? All right. Hey, got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, man? What do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, man, that's a hard question. Uh, we decompose. Sure. Do you believe in God? Yes, sir, I do. Yeah, so do I. Now, do you believe God gives us rules to follow that we sometimes ignore? Yes. Yeah. Now, how have you gone with these laws? Have you ever told a lie? A couple times, yes. Yeah, I've told heaps of lies. What about this? Have you ever stolen anything in your life? No, no, sir, I have not. No, well, it's been good then. What about this one? Have you ever used bad language or been disrespectful to somebody else? I have used bad language, but no disrespecting anybody yeah. else. Well, we know two wrongs don't make a right, though, do they? So uh, when we stand before God on Judgment Day, we can't escape his judgment. We're all going to face his judgment. Do you think he'll yeah. find us innocent or guilty for breaking his laws? Both. Well, we can't be both, can we? Because if, no, I'm, inno if I'm innocent for breaking the law, if I'm innocent for breaking the law, then it's not really a law in the first place, is it? No. So it'd have to be guilty, right? Yeah. Now, not just you and me, though. There'd be everyone on the planet, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but it's it would every depend. But everyone on the planet's told at least one lie, haven't they? Yes. So then we're all going to be guilty before God, aren't we? Yes. So if someone stands before the judge and they're guilty for breaking the law, do they deserve a reward or a punishment? Punishment. Yep, we all deserve punishment. Now, does that sound like a place in heaven or a place in hell? Hell. That's bad news for us, right? Yes. So there is good news. Where there's bad news, there's good news. We can get to heaven, but there is only one way we get there. And so the only way we can get to heaven is to have no more punishment that's on us now sending us to hell. And so do you have any ideas of how we can get rid of the punishment before we die? 
stop cursing and uh, stop lying. And, hey, that's a really good idea to do those things. But what we need is someone who can take that hell punishment for us. Now, if someone took 100% of all of your hell punishment, is there any left for you to go to hell when you die? No. So where would you end up going? Heaven. Absolutely. Now, can you think of anyone that would do that for you? God. Yeah. Have you heard of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did Jesus do? Um, he uh, he died for us. You got it, man. So he died on the cross. Three days later, rose again, didn't he? Yep. I I have to tell you one thing. Tell me. Tell me. You are the greatest person that I have seen on me. Oh, on Omegle because of my grand my grandfather is actually a pastor. Well, thank you very much for your kind words, but I think there's a lot of more people out there better than me, but I'm nobody, but thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that. All right. Well, I hope you have a good day, sir. Well, I haven't finished with you yet. Why do you have to go? It's been, it's, we're having a great chat. I just want to check you understand all that right. we go to heaven, right? So yeah. If if Jesus takes all of your sins, where do you go when you die? Heaven. And why do you now get to go to heaven? Because you took all of our sins. Top of the class answer there, mate. Straight to the top of the class. Now, if you trust in Jesus, paying for all of your sins, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then died straight after those sins, would you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Well, you'd think hell, but did Jesus only pay for your past sins or did he pay for them all? Pay for them all. Right, so if he paid for your past, present and future sins and you sin five more times tomorrow and die, where do you go? Heaven. Absolutely. And why do you now get to go to heaven still? Because you took our sins. Correct. Another top of the class answer there, my friend. Now, what about this question? If someone does not trust in Jesus, where do they go when they die? Heaven. Uh, I mean hell. Oh, you nearly messed that up, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So if... If you, since you don't want to go to hell yourself, when do you think is the best time to trust that Jesus pays for all of your sins? Right now. Right now, this very second, because we could die today, can't we? Tomorrow yeah. is not promised. Now, if you stood before God this very second, and you know the answer to this next question, so we'll see how good you are, see if you can stay at the top of the class. Are you ready? If God mm -hmm. says to you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? I'd say <clears throat> you clear the throat. <clears throat> yeah, hang on. Right. If what I would say is that I that I for my sins and what I have done. Yep. I forgive. I I hope you do forgive me, and I hope that I hope that I get to go to a better place. Sure. Than hell. Sure. Now that's a good answer, but how do you think you could answer the question? Without pointing to yourself, do you think? God says, why should I let you into heaven? Without pointing to yourself, how do you think you could answer the question? And you know the answer. I'll, um, give, you, I'll give you a hint. Point to what Jesus does. Why should I let you into heaven? He clears all your sins. Bang! Bingo! Drop the microphone. Because oh, Jesus yeah. paid for my sins, sir. Right?
And if you point to yourself, man, you're in some big trouble because you're taking away the glory of God, sending his only son to die for you. You're trying to take the credit by saying, but I did this. I went to church. I got baptized. I believe in you. All right. Yeah. Does that make, does that make sense? That'd be like me. Yeah. That'd be like if a fireman saved me from a burning house and the news reporter says, how'd you get out of the burning house? And I go, oh, because I opened up the door and just walked out. I'm actually taking the credit away from the fireman who did all the work, aren't I? Yes. So if I say to God, if he says, why should I let you never? And I say, because I trust in Jesus. Well, that's me taking the credit instead of giving the glory to God for doing what he did. Yes. Makes sense? Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, this one you might know. If you died right now, how sure can you be out of 100% that you'll make it into heaven? Because you took all of our sins. Yeah, but how sure out of 100% are you that you'll go to heaven? Are you 100% sure? Are you 90% sure? Are you 50% sure? I'm 99% sure. 99%? Did Jesus only pay for 99% of your sins or 100%? 100%. Did Jesus only die on the cross 99% or 100%? 100%. Right. And so if someone doesn't trust in Jesus 100%, where do they go when they die? They go to hell. Right. And so do you think with an answer of 99% that you're going to make it into heaven or not? No. No, so you don't want to be going to hell, do you? No. So we need to trust in Jesus 100%, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do I have to get baptized to go to heaven? No. Do I have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? No. Do I have to do good things to go to heaven? Yeah. Well, what gets me to heaven again? Is it me doing good things or is it Jesus dying for my sins? Uh, Jesus dying for our sins. Right. So does doing good things play any role? <laughs> um, yes. Hey, man, this is a serious chat. If you, don't, if, you oh, don't no. to, if you can't focus on me, then I'm going to move on to someone that will focus. No, I am. It's just that my uh, my brother did something funny. Okay. So remember, though, if I trust in myself, then I'm not going to make it into heaven, am I? Uh, um, no. Right. And we do good things because we're thankful for what Jesus does, right? Yes. So it's not my good things that gets me to heaven because it's what Jesus does on the cross, right? Yes. Awesome. Now, what if your friend dies and God says to your friend, why should I let you into heaven? And he says, because I'm a good person. Does he go to heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. And why? Because he didn't he didn't say um uh what he was thankful for that uh he did. Well, and, and because there's no such thing as a good person, is there? No. And he wasn't trusting in Jesus either, was he? No. What about if your friend, same friend dies? And then God says, why should I let you into heaven? And he says, because Jesus paid for my sins and I've been a good person sharing the gospel. Does he go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Well, you'd think heaven, but is he trusting only in Jesus or is he trusting in himself also? In himself. 
All right. So where does he go then if he's trusting in himself? Hell. Bam, bam, he's going to hell. All right, because he's only trusting Jesus 50% and himself 50%, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Now, do you have a Bible? Yes, I do. And when was the last time you read from the Bible? Two days ago. Two days ago. Wow. Do you eat food every day? Yes. Why do you eat food every day? Because it, because it gives nourishment to our bodies. Right. And so if you think that food gives you nourishment for your physical body, then how often should you read the Bible if that's our spiritual food? Every day. Every day. Good answer. But I'm not going to read just a verse of the day because you might as well just eat half a biscuit for the day if that's the case. It's not going to do much for you, is it? I already have ate a half of a biscuit. Right. So the best, but the best thing to do for our spiritual food, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed, no book, no bacon. So before you have anything to eat in the mornings, get your Bible out, mm -hmm. try and read at least one chapter minimum because it doesn't even take 10 minutes to read a chapter of the Bible. Now there's fourteen hundred and forty minutes in a day. How many day how many minutes of that day do you spend on screen time? Two minutes. Two minutes? Are you sure? No. You know lying's a sin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was yeah. just joking with you. Though. I know you're I'm, joking. I'm probably around probably like around like like two to three hours. So that's about 180 minutes. And how many minutes uh, does it take to read? How many minutes does it take to read one chapter of the Bible? Ten minutes. All right. So can you see a bit of an imbalance going on there? Yeah. Yeah. So can I encourage you to read Bible a bit better, mate? You know, get into God's Word a bit more. All right, because that's the way we learn about who God is and what Jesus has done. But if you go to the book of John, which is in the New Testament, right, and that gives us a life summary of Jesus Christ and how good he is and what he's done for us. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then when you finish, John, then just read the rest of the New Testament. And when you finish reading that, then go back to the start and read it all again. And when you finish that, go and read it again. And when you finish that, go and read it again. You should be reading this every day until the day you die. Because that's our spiritual food. Okay. Don't worry about the TikTok mm -hmm. junk food because that'll make you fat. But if you read the healthy Bible food, that'll make you strong. Sound good? Yep. And what sort of church do you go to? I go to um, Burnt Cabins in Greencastle. Okay. Is that a, like, what sort of church is that? Is that a Baptist church or a Presbyterian or a non-denominator? Both. both. Wow. A Baptist Presbyterian church. I've never heard of that, but sounds good. <laughs> because they, they uh, because uh, there's a lake by it and they, they do baptism uh, at the lake nice. and then they do the, uh, the thing in the church. Sure. And do they teach the same message that we're talking about here? Yes. That is awesome. Well, I encourage you to keep going to that, which is great. Keep reading your Bible. All right. Hey, what's your name, man? Uh, my name's Peyton. 
Peyton. My name is Paul. Now, Peyton, I've put up this website for you on your chat bar, okay? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube uh, at needgod.net. We've got some amazing video content there I think you'd like to watch, okay? Now, when you watch mm-hmm. that TikTok stuff, that TikTok videos are not junk food, so I'll let you watch those ones, okay? Okay. <laughs> I have one question. Mate, you tell me. Ask me, ask me. What's your question? Am I on YouTube right now? You certainly are. But I can only see your forehead because your camera's cutting it off. There you go. I can see it all there. So if you go to YouTube, you'll be able to see yourself on the big screen. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Now, do you play Kahoot? Oh, yes, I do. So in about about 10 or 15 minutes, we're going to be doing a Kahoot game. So watch out on the stream. And then the comments bar, we're going to put up the code. All right, so you just have to click on the link and then you can come and play a, a, a Kahoot game with us. All right, they're pretty good questions. They're easy questions. They're like Sunday stool type questions. So you should be able to answer the questions. And we'll see how good you are. I'm getting on top of the leaderboard, all right? I have a question. There you go for it. Tell me. Go, go, go. What is your What is your YouTube uh, channel called? It's on the screen there, needgod.net. So if you go to YouTube, search needgod.net and then hit the live Amigo Chats button and you'll see us there on the big screen. And give us two minutes. My brother's looking it up two right minutes. now. Jeez, you're pretty slow using the computer for two minutes. <laughs> two minutes? Oh, come on, man. Look at it didn't take you two minutes. There you go. No, that, that, didn't, that, that didn't take you two minutes. <laughs> no. All right, man. Thank you. All right, mate. Well, keep watching watching the stream and watch for the game code for Kahoot. It'll be in about 10 or 15 minutes, okay? All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Good on you, Peyton. Take care. God bless you, man. God bless you, too. See you, brother. Bye. Uh, Peyton, good on you, man. Good to see you, brother, and your brother there. So um, fantastic. Lord, we just pray for Peyton and his brother, and um, we thank you for the chat. And we pray that you encourage them further and fill them with, the, with your wisdom and joy and wonder into your heart. And um, yeah, may they grow in their faith with you, Lord Father, and uh, share your mighty news with others close by. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good to see you there, Peyton, and your brother. I didn't get your brother's name. But say hello to us on the, on the chat bar there, man. And we'll be getting into some questions and a YouTube very soon. But guess what? I've got an encouragement song I'm going to play. No more condemnation, no more doubt and fear. For our sin and shame, they have no power here. In His resurrection, perfect love has set the captives free. Praise the risen King who stands in victory. Let there be dancing in the darkness And let our song break through the night Lift your voice and sing that Christ is King For Jesus is alive Oh, great song. I didn't hear anyone singing along there. But anyway, uh, Peyton, mate, yeah, if you're here on this channel, mate, hello to you and your brother. And... Uh, Look forward to the Kahoot game. Test out your skills with us all there to see who gets in the fastest finger first. And uh, yeah, try your skills out. Um, well, I think we just might need to get into another chat. 
and wake up Zach. <laughs> Zach's chewing away on a sugar cone. That should keep you some energy to uh, keep you awake, my friend. Um, all right, so uh, we've got about another five, ten minutes before the stream. Well, the YouTube side of us having conversations finishes, but uh, Ryan's going to be answering some questions very soon. So if you have a question, now's the time to get them in before the questions close. Put the letter Q at the front, put the question mark at the end. Um, ask us any question. We can try and answer it the best way we can. Join training. Let us know on Instagram or TikTok um, if you wish to do some training. We've got all the resources. We've got the materials. Um, we've done all the hard work. We just get you in along the ride for the ride and then we do some role plays and then we let you loose and we stand there and we guide you through your chats. So no chat goes out in vain. But anyway, um, let's have another chat, shall we, before Ryan takes over. Now he may take over if I'm halfway through a chat, so I'll apologise now in advance. But let's get into a chat. This is why we are here. Uh, See if we get another reconnect. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What do you think happens to us after we die? Me personally, or the different well, types what, of research I've done. What do you think, mate? Your music's a bit loud, but I know yeah. it is. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, That's like what, my own my own personal yeah. belief or yeah, like well, the research well, I've done. Well, what do you think? Yeah, like what are your thoughts? I mean, I think that depending on if you were again more of the Christian ideology of heaven hell. Sure. Um, but I don't think it's as much of just a pearly white city that you live in. I feel like sure. it's more your own paradise. Okay. Like your own idea of what the perfect afterlife would be. Sure. I mean, I think heaven's a bit hard for us to fathom and comprehend because our tiny brains oh, can't process how it's going to be. So, mate, oh, I'd love 100%. to know that if I can teleport or fly or do anything. I mean, for me, the way I understand and explain people to heaven what it's like is is think of the best thing that you can do in your life without sin and then multiply that by infinity. Yeah, that's kind of why I went with not so, the so idea of it just being like cookie cutter for everyone. Right. So we can't envisage how great it's going to be, but I do know it's going to be great. And it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. But how's the opposite? Right. How's the opposite? But, but let's talk about how we get to heaven, right? So, I mean, I see you got the Christian tag and so have I. So we're both Christians. But would you agree? That, More or less. Okay. So More would you agree that gives us rules to follow? Oh fuck, that's a hard one because you could you could go either way in saying that no because he gave us free will to right, choose I mean, our own. I, I, I have freedom to, but at the same time, like the Ten Commandments. Right, but I have, I have a freedom to choose to follow the speed limit on the road in my car. The rules yeah. are there. I've, it's my free will to follow the rules or not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so God has given us more rules, of right? a thing. Yeah, God has given us the rules, but it he the punishment is up to you whether you decide to follow them or not well hang, yeah hang on we'll get to that in a second but let's say if i break the rules all right let's say well, i mean have you ever told a lie who hasn't right so we've all broken god's rules right exactly but we now, when we stand, if you have but when we stand before huh? god will he find us innocent or guilty for the rules we've broken He'll find us guilty, but through his right hand, Jesus, we shall be redeemed. Yeah, I'll cover that in a second. That's that's good to know that. And I will cover that in a second. To, to understand the good news, we have to appreciate the bad news. 
Okay. Old Testament God is terrifying. Like if he <laughs> had that wrath for us when Well, he does have that if, wrath for us, but thankfully Jesus took that for us on our behalf. Exactly. Yeah. Like if Jesus still, wasn't there, that wrath would be unimaginable. Right. But we have to understand that we are guilty sinners that deserve a place in hell. Would you agree to that? Oh, one hundred percent. Right. And I mean, so the I way we're saved wanna, the way we're put all my eggs in hell. one basket. Like, right. But what do you mean by the, that? There is when only you give one your heart to Jesus. There is. When you give your heart to Jesus, I I would like to believe that that isn't the only thing that you have to do. Like it's the main thing. It gets you into heaven. But well, what else is that? If you if you commit yourself to Jesus, but commit atrocities, All right? Like it's the idea of even though they've given themselves to Jesus, do they deserve a place in heaven? Even though say, well, I would say a person who's given themselves to Jesus and with true repentance, because repentance is a change of mind. That's what yeah. repent means, right? It means we now yeah. come to trust in Christ instead of rejection of Christ. And as a result of that repentance, we now get a new heart that hates sin. We turn from unrighteousness. We pick up our cross and we walk with Christ into righteousness. Now, I would say if anyone's going to continue to love the sin and do atrocities, well, then that to me tells me they haven't had true repentance in the first place, which means none of their sins are paid for. Yeah, exactly. So is this a podcast, if you don't want me asking? Yeah, yeah, mate, I'm streaming at the moment. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So if Jesus pays for all of your sins, where do you go when you die? Mike, what I said at the beginning, your own version of paradise with un well, we'll under go God's rule in heaven. Yeah. Right. And, and so why do you now get to go to... Yeah. <sighs> well, I thought he was going to hang around there and be the YouTube channel. Because, um, yeah, anyway, um, I'll fill that out later so that we can get into another chat. But, hey, got any questions? Come on in with your questions, I think. Uh, TikTok may be finished very soon. And Ryan will be answering questions and be giving you some answers if you need the answers. Again, training, 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 training. Ian, Elfie, Steve, my three favorites that I need to come in for training. But if you're interested in learning how to share the gospel, like we do here on our YouTube stream that you see us do, we would love to train you up. Uh, we've got all the materials and resources, so... Don't be afraid. It is good fun to do. Okay. Now, let's try another chat. Oh, we're back again, but I'm not going to talk to that guy because it's just going to be a time waster. Hey, there's another guy that was going to... Hey, girl, man. A few reconnects going on. Hey, got a question for you. Hey man, got a question for you. Okay. Me? Yo, got a question for you. Hmm? Yeah, what do you think happens to us after we die? Will you become an angel? Okay. Do you believe in God? Yes, sir. Yep. Do you believe in heaven and hell? Yes, sir. So do I. Do you believe God gives us rules to follow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever told a lie? A few times. Yeah, me too. I've told millions. Probably probably four times the amount of you by the look of my age to your age. Now, 
Have you ever stolen anything in your life? Awesome. I actually have this right here. Oh, that's awesome, man. Cool. Now, have you ever stolen anything in your life? No, sir. Okay, what about this one? Have you ever used bad language or been angry or disrespectful to someone else? Yes, sir. So we've all done these things, right? Would you say that everyone on the planet has done one of these things before in their life? Definitely. If someone says to me they haven't told a lie, well, that's a lie right there. <laughs> right? So everyone's told at least one lie in their life, yeah? Now, mm-hmm. we know God is perfect, right? And we're going to face his judgment, all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, based on how we've lived in breaking his rules, do you think God's going to find you and me innocent or guilty for breaking his rules? Well, it's hard to say because Jesus died for us to be forgiven. Oh, yeah, I totally get that. And and I'll cover that in a second because we just have to understand the bad news before we can understand the good news. So the bad news is about this much and the good news is this much. All right, so let's get through a little bit of bad news and get it out of the way. Okay, you ready? Because I'm open to this as well. So we'd be guilty before God, would you agree? Yeah, I would think so. Absolutely. Not just you and me, but everyone is. Now, if someone's guilty before the judge, do they deserve a reward or a punishment? It's hard to say. I'm not saying I'm going to get it. Let's get through the bad news, remember, because we're going to get to the good news. But if I'm guilty, if if I was going to get a reward for being guilty, I'm going to go and break the law right now. So do you think we deserve a reward or a punishment? A punishment. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone deserves a punishment. Now, at the moment, does that sound like heaven or hell? Um, I, I can't say the word. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but, I think you know what, I think I know what you mean. But, yeah, that's the bad news, right? This is the end of the bad news, that we all deserve a place in hell. Every single person. Now, heaven's not for good people because there are no good people. Now, let's get to the good news. The good news is heaven, but there's only one way that we get to heaven. And I think you know the answer. But in order for us to get into heaven, we can't have any hell punishment that's on us now, sending us to hell. And so before we die, how can we get rid of this punishment so that we go to heaven? There is an answer. I'm going to help you with the answer. But what do you think? I was thinking like being baptized would help okay. a little bit. Well, that, that I mean, that's good to do, but do you think that pays for my sins? Not really. Now, what if someone else takes your hell punishment on your behalf? Is there any left for you to go to hell when you die? Mm. Mm. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, sure. No, that's <laughs> fine. So if someone takes all of your hell punishment for you, right, is there any left for you when you die to be sent to hell? No, I wouldn't think so. Ah, well, I mean, what's 100 minus 100? Zero. Zero. Right, so if someone takes all of your hell punishment, then there's nothing left, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have no more hell punishment, where do you go? Do Whether you that... go to heaven? Of course. Well, you're not going to get sent to hell, are you, because you don't have any more punishment, right? Can you think of anyone that would take your punishment? I feel like maybe my dad. 
What's the common tag that we've got here at the moment? What does that word say? Jesus. Ah, what do they do? Ah, ding, 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 ding. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, right? Mm -hmm. So that means if I trust in my tiny little brain that he was real, that he died on the cross for my sins, then all the punishment I was going to get from God in hell has now been given to Jesus on the cross. I'm now a guilty, bad person who goes to heaven because I'm a forgiven person. Heaven's not for good people. Heaven is for forgiven people. But my sins are not forgiven because I say, sorry, God, please forgive me. I'll play the organ on Sunday. Sorry, God, please forgive me. I'll be a better person. I'll turn from sins and be a good person. No. They're forgiven because of what Jesus does on the cross. Let me show you this picture. What's your name, by the way? Annie. Annie, pleased to meet you, Annie. My name is Paul. Annie, check out this picture here. You see that person standing there? Mm-hmm. And that fireball coming towards that person is punishment for one lie. How many lies have you told in your life? I couldn't even count. Oh, neither could I. So that would have to be bigger than the sun itself for my lies. Now remember what we've just talked about. What saves us from that punishment? Jesus. Boom. There it is there. Jesus died on the cross. Takes all the punishment. That person now goes to heaven. But notice the person in the picture there is not on his knees. He's not in church. He's not reading the Bible. He's not saying sorry. He's not praying. Not getting baptized. He simply repented. Bing, bing. Change of mind. That's what repent means in the Bible. A change of mind. So we go from rejecting Christ to now accepting Christ. And if we're true in this belief of what he's done for us with our heart, soul, and strength, that means God wipes away every sin until the day we die, past, present, and future. And so if Jesus pays for your sins, where do you go when you die? Heaven. Yeah. And why do you now get to go to heaven? Because um, he took, like, all the punishment from you. Top of the class answer. So that's not because you're dead. It's because of Jesus, all right? Yeah, I was thinking too hard about that. Yeah, you're thinking too deep about it. Don't think too deeply about it. Now, Jesus offers us this as a free gift. So do we have to do anything good to receive a free gift? I would think so. Hmm, you would have about, to like... Let's think about this. I if, mean, like, you would have to like go on the path of the Lord. Right, but do I have to do anything good, though, to receive the free gift? Think of it like I this. So. Think of it like this, right? If I was to send you a birthday present in the mail as a free gift, did you have to do anything good for me to get the gift from me? No, sir. So if heaven is a free gift, do we have to do anything good to receive it? No. We just have to accept it. But hey, if we accept the gift that's going to be as great as heaven, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be really thankful. I'm sure you would be too, right? Yeah. Yes, I'll go to church. Yes, I'll read the Bible. Yes, I'll be obedient to you, Lord. Yes, I'll get baptized. Don't have to do those things to go to heaven. I'll do those things because I know I've got the gift of getting into heaven. Right? Makes sense? That's why we do yes, good sir. things. I don't do good things to get saved. I do good things because I am saved. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. All right, now let's go with the trickier question. 
if you do trust that Jesus pays for all of your sins, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then died straight after those sins, would you go to heaven or hell? I would think you would go to heaven. Yeah, and good answer. Why? Because even though it's like right after you did them, Jesus is still is avoiding the punishment for you. Jesus paid for all the sins. Good answer. Still go to heaven. Now, we want to try and turn from sin, but we can't ever stop sinning because we're stupid human beings and we're still going to fall into sin. But the difference mm -hmm. now, Annie, with the true believer is that we hate the sin. Because when we repent, God changes our heart. And it changes our heart from loving sin to actually hating sin, right? Because their sins put Jesus on the cross. Now, what if a person does not trust in Jesus? Where would they go when they die? Mm, the other. Straight uh, to not hell. Heaven. All right, not heaven. Yeah, okay. So it's not a bad swear word to say hell. It's okay. It's not a sin to say that, right? Because Jesus says it in the Bible. Yeah, I'm just not allowed to say that's it. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. I'm not. I'm not here to try and get you to say it, but I'm just letting you know it's not a. It's not a sin to say the word hell. Now, okay. if you stood before God this very second, now I'm just letting you know. You know the answer to this next question already, so I need you to think about it logically. If God stood before you now and He says, "Why should I let you into heaven?" What are you going to say to God without pointing to yourself? Because Jesus, uh, man, get ready, keep going, because I'm getting ready to drop the microphones. Because uh, Jesus took the punishment. Boom! That's a double microphone drop. <laughs> Great answer. Why should I let you know? Because Jesus paid for my sins. Sir. Top of the class answer again. That's awesome. You're doing very well. Now, how sure, out of a hundred percent, can you be? That if you died this very second, you'll go to heaven. I would be pretty sure. Give me a number. Come on. 90, 80, 100. 100. 100. Good girl. If it was anything less than that, you ain't saved. All right? Because a girl can't be 99% pregnant, can she? They're either pregnant or she's not. Same with us with Christ. We either trust in Christ or we don't. Now, do I have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Mm, I don't think so. Good answer. Because it's not that it's not that's that's not paying for my sins, is it? What's paying for my sins again? Jesus. Jesus. Now, do I have to get baptized to go to heaven? No. Do I have to do good things to go to heaven? Mm, no. No. Not sure. Oh, well, it'd be better if you did good things. Yeah. But... Oh, of course it would be. But does that pay for my sins? Mm, I... mm, mm. What was paying for my sins? Was it me doing good things or is it Jesus? Jesus. All right. So does doing good things play any role in going to heaven? Mm, no. No. So if I don't have to do these things to go to heaven, why do you think we do them? Why do we do good things? Why do we do these things if it doesn't get us into heaven? 
I'm not sure. Well, it's getting, me, go, it's getting some, me thinking. That's good, though. I'm here to put a stone in your shoe, all right, because you can help other people understand the way to heaven now. But think of it like this, right? If someone gave you a million dollars for free, how would you respond to those people? I, I, I wouldn't know how to thank them. Well, you wouldn't be able to thank them enough, right? Someone gave yeah. me a million dollars. I'm going to say, man, I can't pay you back. What can I do for you? Can I wash your car, clean your house, walk the dog? I'm going to offer to do good things, right? Because they've helped me and they've saved my life with a million dollars. Now, Jesus offers me a free gift of eternity in heaven better than any amount of money on this planet. Jesus, I can't pay you back. What can I do for you? Yes, I'll go to church. Yes, I'll get baptized. Yes, I'll say I'm sorry. Yes, I'll read the Bible. Yes, I'll be obedient to your commands. I don't have to do those things. I do those things because I want to do these things to say thank you for the gift. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Sure. Now, what about a person, a friend of yours who dies and says, God says, why should I let you into heaven? And your friend says, because I'm a good person, heaven or hell? Mm, I would I would think the, you know, because <laughs> like you said, you just think because like you're a good person. Not heaven? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, yes, good answer. Because they, there's no such thing as a good person, right? And he's lying to God. See ya. Like a fire. Now, what about a friend? They die. God says, why should I let you in heaven? And your friend says, because Jesus paid for my sins and I've been a good person sharing the gospel. Heaven or hell? Heaven. Well, you'd think would be heaven, but are they trusting in Jesus alone or are they trusting in themselves also? I I think they would trust Jesus. Well, they're trusting in two reasons, aren't they? They're saying because Jesus paid for sins and I've been a good person sharing the gospel. So if it's only 50% Jesus and 50% them, where would they end up? Not heaven. Right, because they're not trusting solely in Christ alone, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing really well now. So do you have a Bible? Yes, sir. Oh, you showed me. Oh, that was stupid. Sorry. Yeah. When was the last time you read from the Bible? Yesterday. Uh, well, I think it was either yesterday or this morning. Okay, awesome. So did you read the Bible? Okay, I'm going to let Paul finish off that. And I'm going to say hello to everyone who's here today on the YouTube stream. So good to have you here. If you've just come over from the TikTok, welcome. So great to have you. I'm going to see who got here first. It is a competition who can get here first. And the key word today was the word heaven. Let me just double check who got that in first. Now, my YouTube let me scroll up all the way because you guys have sent a lot of comment. It looks like it was Brody. Brody was first. Benke was second. Noston, Jenna Lee, King, Fritz, Angel, and Void, Soccer, and Scuba got in there really quick. And the rest of you guys have said it too. We're going to get into your questions. If you've got any questions, please put them in the chat now. And only put it there once. That's enough. Because uh, our mods will carry your question to the question list, which is what I'm working through in answering.
Here we go. It's question time. Okay. All right. Let's get into these questions. First one came from, let me bring up the list of questions. And by the way, if you're new, please hit the subscribe button and that will enable the, ch the chat so you can type your question in. And also, secondly, stick around for a Bible Trivia Kahoot after we do these questions. All right. Void's got the first one. I haven't been feeling God's touch recently. Do you have any tips? I'm not sure what you mean by God's touch. You don't feel God. God's not a feeling. He's not a force. He's a reality. Like he exists whether you feel him or not because the universe is proof of his existence. But how do you grow in your faith? How do you like, get to know God better? Through your Bible. You've been feeling distant from God. A lot of people say, I feel distant from God. And I usually ask them this. When's the last time you read your Bible? And they'll tell me, a while ago, a while ago. Like it's been a long time. And I'll say, that's your problem. Say to yourself, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed, no book, no bacon. Yes, that's right. Carlos has asked, why do people believe that we should pray to Mary? Where did that idea come from? Yeah, that idea was invented thousands of years ago, not from the Bible, because you won't find anywhere in the Bible of anyone praying to Mary, nor a suggestion to pray to Mary even. It came from the idea that people thought, God doesn't want to hear me pray. And so therefore, I'll pray to his mother. And maybe maybe Mary can give a good word to Jesus, who can give a good word to the Father. And so it's really uh, not believing the gospel, because you don't think you're acceptable before the Father. Because they had rejected the gospel. If they rejected the gospel already, they don't think they've got peace with God, so they think they have to go to Mary. And look, she's, she looks so sweet, doesn't she? Don't pray to her, anyone, because that would be, I would say, a form of idolatry. Just like if I was to pray to my car, you'd say, what? That's idolatry. Exactly. And why? Because the car is not God. Is Mary God? No. So to pray to her would be an act of idolatry. This one from Anderson. Do we as Christians follow both Old and New Testament laws or just the New Testament ones? We follow the New Testament ones because the Old Testament laws were specifically given for Israel. It says that in the Old Testament. I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, these are my laws for you. They're laws for Israel, not for us. And so we follow the ones in the New Testament. This one from Mingo. Is getting your ears pierced a sin? Not necessarily. It would become sinful if you're doing it in an act of rebellion to society or to the government or to your parents, if you're a child. Yeah, but I wouldn't say inherently it's a sin because it's not necessarily permanently marking your body. This one from Joshua is saying, oh my, but not saying God's name, but saying like a word like gosh. Is that a sin? It's not a sin, it's not blasphemy, but it sounds very close to one. So best not to say something that sounds like blasphemy. Nareen has asked, what's the best Bible resources for adults with ADHD? Is it picture books, kids' Bibles, or what do you think? Hmm, maybe a dramatized audio Bible. Yeah, dramatized audio Bibles are pretty epic. So what do you do? Go into YouTube. You can just search for like 
dramatized audio Bible. And it's, it's word for word the Bible, but just with someone reading it out with some dramatized audio with different voices and stuff can be really good. This one from Grayson um, is sex before marriage wrong? Yes, it definitely is. And someone said, and he's asked, but what if someone's a young couple? Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're young or old. If if they're not married, they must stay pure. This one from Zach. If God has his eye even on the sparrow, is killing animals to eat a sin? No, because Jesus ate animals. Jesus even instructs Peter to go catch a fish and find a coin inside. And Jesus ate fish. Uh, Jesus ate lamb at the Passover, because that's what exactly what they do. If you read the Old Testament, there was a bloodbath of animals being killed all the time by God himself directing that to happen. But Jesus himself says all foods are clean, so it's not a sin to eat meat. And he says to Noah in Genesis 9, just like I gave you the green plants to eat, now I give you all the beasts of the field for you to eat. They will be food for you. This one from IDK. What's your favorite Bible verse? I love Romans 5, 6, which is, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. It's a beautiful verse. Zin has asked, could you please talk about divorcing an abuser? I don't think the Bible gives that as grounds for divorce. Now, that doesn't mean, therefore, you need to be in an unsafe environment. There may be need for separation to go to safety or something like that. Sure, 100%, that is possible. But that doesn't mean go and finding someone else. It means you stay faithful to them to the exclusion of all others. Um, but aim for reconciliation if that's possible. And be willing to forgive. So many people are not willing to forgive. And yet Jesus calls us to forgive not just seven times, but 70 times seven. So an unlimited amount of times. This one from Toaster. Is the Spider-Man hand gesture a symbol of the devil? I don't think so. Uh, there's no devil symbols mentioned in the Bible like that of hand motions. So... I wouldn't say it is. Uh, that would be maybe someone trying to make something out of nothing. This one from Juan. I don't get the thing you said about dinosaurs. Because didn't they exist millions of years before humans? That's what some people will claim. But that's not something that we can actually scientifically verify. Right, because we see that dinosaurs were coexisting with humans back in Genesis chapter 1. Read it. Read it for yourself. God made the land animals on day 6, the same day that he made the humans. The humans he made last. And so we see there wasn't millions of years in between. Now, why do people say millions of years? They're purely getting it from speculation, not because they actually have any observational evidence of it. This one from Critical. How do I truly love God? Well, we, are, we ought to love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. How do we do that? I think a good way of loving God is to remember how kind he's been to you. If someone does a kind gesture for you, it makes you really love them and appreciate the person, doesn't it? And so think over how much God has done for you, and let that be a motivation for why you want to love God so much and realize that he's worthy of the love 
He's ever faithful. He's ever true and never lets you down. Getting into your Bible will help be helpful to increase your love of God as well. Harembi has asked, how big of a sin is smoking and drinking? I don't think it's good for us to say, well, if it's a big sin, I'll care about it. If it's a small sin, I won't. God considers all sins to be serious. I agree, not all sins are the same. Some sins are worse than others. That's 100% true. But all sin is still bad, isn't it? And so smoking can be sinful when you become addicted to it, or it can be sinful in the fact that you're being a bad steward of your body. Drinking is not a sin, but getting drunk is, because God doesn't want you to go out of your mind. This one from Ashley. My youngest son is autistic and doesn't understand very much. I've tried to explain Jesus, but he has no understanding. Will God show him mercy? I'm very worried about it. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, Ashley. Good question. I would say we leave it in God's hands. We do know there are people with mental difficulties who just don't understand things well. Pray for them. But don't give up trying to share the message with them. I remember speaking to Down syndrome people. And it can be very difficult for, for them to comprehend certain things as well. But eventually, by God's grace, they can even come to understand the good news of the gospel. Someone at my church, actually, who's got Down syndrome, he got baptized just a number of months ago. So keep on preaching to your kid, your, your son. Pray for him, but leave him in then God's hands, and God will determine what is best. This one from Dr. Smart. What does the Bible say about divorce and remarriage? It basically just gives this principle. Husbands and wives stay faithful to each other. Don't divorce your spouses. Why? Because marriage is supposed to be a picture of Christ and the church. And so therefore, just like Christ would never divorce his church, so we should never divorce our spouses. Because when you make that commitment, I'm going to be with you to till death do you part. There weren't any caveats like only if you're a really nice person will I stay with you. Only if you hold your end up at the bargain. No, we actually say for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, as long as we both shall live. So you stay married. You aim for reconciliation if there happens to be maybe separation. Aim for the reconciliation if possible. But otherwise, if not, you remain, it says, unmarried or still married, but like maybe you can't be with them if circumstances are like that, but you don't go and chase somebody else. This one from King. How do I fast correctly? Fasting is something that the Bible says you could choose to do, but it's never commanded for us to do. The only instruction we're given about fasting is that you should not do it to be seen by other people. If you do it to be seen by other people, you'll have no reward from your Heavenly Father. You can read about that in Matthew chapter 6. Holly has asked, why did the Jewish priests uh, not believe in Jesus when he said that he was the Messiah? And the Old Testament prophesies about that. Jesus explains why. He says, men love darkness rather than light. If you're wanting to do a certain sin and someone's getting in the way of that sin, who do you now hate? Sadly, oftentimes, the very one who's trying to prevent you from doing the sin that you desperately want to do. 
And that's exactly what happened with the Jewish religious leaders. They wanted to hold on to the pride of, I'm a good person. I don't need a savior who can die for me. They wanted to hold on to the hypocrisy, their pride and their sin. And so therefore they hated such a pure savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they wanted to get rid of him and kill him. So don't believe your atheist friend that the reason why he's rejecting is a lack of evidence. You know what it really is. It's a love of sin. And so try and get the gospel out to him and pray that God saves him. Nikki's asked, what's the book of James about? It's a practical book about Christian living as believers. It's got a whole lot of different topics in there, including wisdom, praying to God for wisdom, rejoicing in trials, uh, and also how our true faith should result in good works. Zach has asked, if Jesus says that we should turn the other cheek if we're slapped, what, what, what about self-defense? I think self-defense can be a legitimate thing at certain circumstances because even governments allow that. But I think it's like this. You've got a choice, either you defending yourself or using an opportunity to witness to the person. And what a great witness and testimony it is that instead of you always just wanting to preserve your own life, you look for opportunities, even in times when it's uncomfortable. Use opportunities to try and reach people for Christ. Basically, Jesus making the principle, don't be holding grudges. Don't be so holding on to your life now. He goes on to give the example, if someone sues you and takes your tunic, let him also have your cloak as well. So give him more than what he asked for, basically. Wow. What sort of perspective would we need to have on life to have that perspective? Where if someone wants to steal something from us, we give them our TV as well. Like, wow, that's having a loose grasp of our money and really having our treasures up in heaven, not here on this earth. And so it's something that we should aspire towards where we truly see our treasures are in heaven. Uh, this is a question from Zach. Are there prophecies about the Messiah rising from the dead on the third day? Yes. This is how the apostles in the book of Acts preached about it. It said that they will not let your Holy One see corruption. Not let your Holy One see corruption. And that is clearly talking about the Messiah, not therefore having his body decomposed, but one that would be resurrected from the dead. Uh, this one from Jose. My best friend is a Muslim, and I want to know how I, can I spread the gospel to him. I really want to see him in heaven with me. I love it. I love that you got that attitude. Many people sadly see like Muslims as the enemy, like, oh, I'm going to show them how they're evil. No, we want to win them to Christ. That's always our aim, is to win somebody to Christ. And we do that through the preaching of the gospel. But doing it in a loving way, obviously, is so important. Because even if you knew all Muslim apologetics, but you have not love, you're just a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So always keep that in mind. We want to have love, not be getting angry with the people we're speaking with, but showing perfect courtesy to them. And may they see in our tone, in our words, how much care we have for them. 
And Jose, as you listen into this stream, you're going to see how we witness to Muslims and others and let that be an encouragement. In fact, I even put a full video out of a chat I had with a Muslim guy. I put it out about a week ago on our YouTube. It could be really encouraging to watch that and learn from that. Alf has asked, what do you think of Jewish people? They are also not the enemy, but the mission field. People who are not Christians are not the enemy. They are the mission field. Always remember that. So even when somebody is slandering you and being rude to you, look at them with love and sympathy like Jesus did. Even like Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that will help you then to show perfect courtesy towards anyone. Cherry's asked this, is it okay to get married in a Catholic church while being a Christian and your partner is a Catholic? Well, it doesn't matter where you get married, whatever building or whether you get married outside. The building doesn't really matter. But one thing I would mention to you is, you're saying you're marrying a Catholic. That sounds like if he believes the Catholic doctrines, that means he's not really saved. Because Catholic doctrines are to believe in your works as being a requirement for salvation. Baptism, they think, is a requirement for salvation. And so therefore, they're not saved. They're not a Christian at all. And the Bible says you're not allowed to marry someone who's not a Christian. You do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Because he says, what partnership does light have with darkness? What partnership does righteousness have with lawlessness? And one more from King. He says, I really like Luke 14, 34. What does it mean? That's pretty funny. You like the verse, but you don't know what it means. That's funny. Yeah, let's have a look at it. Uh, Luke 14, 34 says this. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Jesus is making the point that we are called to be the salt of the earth. Now, salt has some good purpose in cooking. Have you ever had food that has no salt in it? It's pretty bland and tasteless. You add a bit of salt, ooh, it gives a bit of flavor. Salt is flavor. And so we as Christians are called to add flavor to this earth. How? The flavor of God's truth. And also, if you pour, pour salt on a wound... It stings the wound, doesn't it? Ouch. Salt on the wound. If you ever swim in the Dead Sea, that's a fully like salty sea. Ouch. It stings if you've got any cuts or open sores. But salt heals then and stings. And so that's we as Christians, when we share truth, sometimes it can sting. People can be offended at that. Uh, but it also heals and has positive benefit. And so let us live our lives consistently with that purpose in mind, knowing that we are to be the salt of the earth and light of the world. Hey, epic questions, everyone. If you guys haven't joined our Discord server, the invite is there. The link is in the chat, so make sure you do, do join the Discord server. But right now, I promise, we're going to do a Bible trivia kahoot. So let's get that started today. Bible trivia time. So it's going to be a 10-question quiz, so make sure you participate in this. Uh, be lots of fun. Now, I've got to check with Beck who's going to be hosting our quiz today, Beck. Is, 
Beck, what were you going to say? I think I might, if Chris is not around today. Okay. Yeah. Or we even got Glenn as well. Let's see. I got it open. You got it open? Cool. All right. Beck's going to be our game host today. She's an epic game host. So let's pass over to her, and she's going to give you a link that you got to click on in the chat to participate in the quiz. There, she's appeared. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. I have got the link. So you go to kahoot.it browser, and then, or you can just click this link, which would be easier. Um, all right, there it is. Okay, we are waiting for players. Brody's in first. Nice work. Um, how's the audio? Let's just turn that down a little bit. There we go. Okay. And, ooh, you're all coming in. This is awesome. We're gonna have a good fun time doing some Bible trivia, so that means it's um, questions on the Bible, about the Bible, things in the Bible, all the things like that. So we have got, wow, lots of players coming in today. Clown is here, Guitar Boy, Rachel, Benny, Holly, Zero, Yawanda, you, you is playing. Um, Alright, we got Nicholas, Gabby, Gigi, Kingo, that's a cool name, Art is here. Um, who else we got? Homie, Mike, Tony, Patty, Luke, Peyton, that guy pal, Senor Juan. Marnie. Alright. We're going to get started very so shortly. Alright. We've got Owl. Okay. Alright. 32 players today. Now, some of these questions may be tricky some of them might be easy but we're all learning so let's just enjoy learning about God in the Bible all right should we get started let's get started you guys are ready for this I know it check in with the Bible trivia yo okay first question how long were the Israelites wandering through the wilderness they were not wandering like in a van like that. <laughs> they were wandering with their own two feet. With sandals that never never like wore out because God provided it. Alright, two seconds left. Get your answer in. Hey, most most of you got that correct. It was 40 long years. Can you imagine having shoes that last 40 years? never wears out that's crazy yes it was definitely a lot longer than a whole week and yes the other two as well so 40 years in the wilderness good job guys we have food <laughs> in top place um only one point ahead of yippee yip yippee kaye and senior for one guitar boy and you so you are all in the top 
<laughs> All right, let's keep going. Which tree did God plant in the Garden of Eden? Which tree did God plant in the Garden of Eden? Was it the tree of water, tree of snakes, tree of power, or tree of life? And 30 people got it correct. It was the tree of life, not the tree of power. There was another tree called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, but yes, it wasn't tree of snakes. <laughs> tree of life. And that tree is now in heaven. Or at least from what we can read, it will be in heaven. All right, a couple of people shot up there, but food and yip yip kaye is still in the top two positions. But anyone's game, look at these ties. Look, there's 1924, 1924, 1925, 1921. Like, so close. Close game so far. True or false? Jesus is a descendant of King David. True or false? You got 50-50 chance here. So you're either right or wrong. <laughs> I mean, the other answers are pretty much right or wrong, you know. But Jesus is a descendant of King David. Is that true or false? It is true. King David in the Bible was well-known, beloved king, although he did also sin just like the rest of us. He, um, many, 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 children and descendants of spring later came Jesus. So good try. 19 of you got that correct. Oh, that shook up a few things. Got top boy coming up, senior Juan. But the top five are actually staying like the same. <laughs> but again, it's still very similar scores. Yay, Gabby, you have a streak with um, of three correct answers in a row. Keep going, Gabby, you're doing well. Next question. What Old Testament commandment forbid the Israelites to do work on a particular day? I like this one gift. It worked so well. <laughs> what Old Testament commandment forbid the Israelites to do work on a particular day? Was it do not covet, do not make graven images, have no other gods, or keep the Sabbath holy? And the correct answer is yes, keep the Sabbath holy. They had to. Keep a, set apart the, the seventh day to um, do no work. Good job, 26 of you got that correct. Awesome, more shifting, but still, still the top five are the same. We're just shifting around, swapping seats. That are, they are playing musical chairs. Um, but you has the highest answer streak of four. Got the fire. You got the fire. Okay, next question. Let's keep going. Joseph had one younger brother. What was his name? One younger brother. What was his name? Was it Benjamin, Herod, Jacob, or David? It's only one of these. The answer is Benjamin. Oh, okay. A lot of you said half of well, thirteen said Benjamin, which is right. The other thirteen said Jacob. Now Jacob was Joseph's father, not a brother. So maybe names similar. Like I can see you're you're getting in the family, but not quite the right relationship. Good try though. That was good effort. But Benjamin was his younger brother. That was his name. 
and Herod and David came much later. Good job, guys. Oh, here we go. We got Al. Al came up and he's got an Al picture. I love that. <laughs> of Al emoji, whatever it's called, the little, the little animation dude. Um, that's great. Um, oh, that was a bit of a combo breaker, but we're halfway through, so you can still come back. You never know, actually. You literally can come back, especially with the double points at the end. Typing answer John the Baptist was known for eating what? Type John the Baptist was known for eating what? We got Winnie the Pooh there. I think he might have he might have enjoyed one of the things that John the Baptist ate. If you know Winnie the Pooh, I love Winnie the Pooh, he's so cute. Let's see your answers. We've got a whole bunch of answers. Oh, <laughs> Okay, there's like a bunch of different ones as well. I was really surprised. So the answer is locusts and honey. You could put either honey or locusts as well. Let's have a look. Yep, locusts and honey. I'm going to give crickets and honey, even though crickets are kind of different, but they're pretty much similar family to locusts. So locusts and honey with with honey. <laughs> locusts with honey. I love that one. We don't know if he dipped his locust with the honey, but that's okay. I'm going to give bugs. That was, that was good effort there. Honey, locust. Um, I'm going to give crickets as well. Cause it's very, very similar. I know that's very similar. Honey and wild locust or oh, wild locust. Or was it wild honey? Wild honey and locust? Wild honey. Yeah. But that's okay. You got it. You still got it. It's all good. Um, now, this is not to say that he he didn't at other times in his life eat like bread or fish or I don't think you would have eaten lizards, to be honest, I don't know. No, I don't think you would have eaten lizards. I think it was uh, a lore in, of the Israelites not to eat reptiles. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if they ate cookies back then or not. And I'm sure they ate fruit and stuff at other times, but he was known for eating locusts and honey or well, basically, yeah, like bugs and honey. All right, good job. Most of you got that really well. Let's check that scoreboard. Oh, just a little switchy there with Patty coming into fifth place. Nice. Hey, Sav, you're up six places. Highest climber. Good job. Keep climbing. You can do it. True or false? Paul was so popular among the Jews, they always protected him. Is that true or false? We're talking about the New Testament. Paul, he wrote a lot of the New Testament letters. A lot of his uh, missionary journeys you can see are in the book of Acts. Was he popular among the Jews? Did they always protect him? The answer is false. They did not. They actually constantly wanted to kill him. <laughs> like constantly, like stoned him and yeah. So he was not liked by the Jewish community. So 20 of you got that correct. Good job. Oh, guitar boy coming into top place. Al coming back into fifth. Wow. All right. A few more questions left. You can still make your way up. But clown, see? You, you're highest climbing. Up six places. Nice climbing. Okay. Multi-select. Jesus did many miracles while on earth. Among them were, and you can select as many as applies. So, did lots of miracles. Out of these answers, which miracles did Jesus do? We have 
multiplied bread and fish, stopped the sun for a whole day, made water come out from a rock, raising a person from the dead, killing a blind man, and making a tree. Alright, we had, I think everybody, I think the timer hadn't even gone down, we had everyone answer, and 30 of you got the two probably most, like, ones that I thought most people would get, which was he raised a person from the dead, well, he raised multiple people, including himself, but yes, and healing and blind men, they were definitely two miracles, but also he multiplied bread and fish when he fed both the 5,000 and the 4,000. That was a miracle that he made bread and fish continue being made even though there's there wasn't actually that many there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, he didn't do the other things specifically while Jesus was on earth or anything like that. Good job. Ooh, some shifting in the top five. Yip, Yippee-ki-yay is trying to get into that top position. Guitar boy, better watch out. But Al's coming up too. Nice work. And Sarah, I'm making a comeback with three in a row. Good job. Okay, what question are we up to? Okay, second last question. You make known to me the something, something, something. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. This is actually a song. And it's actually a song. We've been around listening to the streams in the past few days. We do a segment of the day, or a song of the week. It's all the segment of the day. Hey, I'm so glad most of you got it correct. <laughs> I wonder if that was deducing it. Um, and this is part of the song of the week. Does someone in the stream room want to sing it? I think I hear Ryan with his... Did you just play something, Ryan, with your hand? I've got the Yuki here. Yeah, do it, Ryan. You can do it. You want it. me to do it? Okay. Here we go, everyone. I'm going to do this week's Song of the Week, Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. Yay! Round of applause. Good job, Ryan. Awesome. Nice. And 26 of you got that correct. It is, you make known to me, the path of life. Good job. Let's check that scoreboard. Oh, fingers are trying to get on the buzzer as quick as possible. And Senior, see, look at that. Senior Juan was in the top five for the first, like, few questions. Got knocked out, but look, he has made a comeback. Good job, Senior Juan. Anyone can do it, I tell you. Uh, Vood has got the answer streak of nine. Nice. Final question. And it's a double point question. What is the last word of the Bible in the book of Revelation? Oh, quite a few people got in like really quick. They were able to get this as quick as they could. Famous last words. Word. That might give a little bit of a hint. All right. What do we got? It is amen. That is the last word in the book of Revelation. Amen. Uh, which means let it be so. And 19 of you got it correct. Let my people go was something Moses said. That's why it might be familiar. <laughs> and Nicholas was like, it's that one. 
forevermore was in the song we just sung in the last uh, psalm there. And yeah, so good job, guys. Let's check that podium. Who have we got? Third place. We've got Al. Nice work, Al. And second place, Food. First place was the top And we have fourth, Senior One, and fifth was. Nice work guys, you did awesome with that. Good job. I hope you guys learned some things from the Bible. Hey, well done. Thank you for that, Beck. You did well hosting that quiz and making that for us. Do you guys have some fun with that? Hopefully you did. Make sure you join us for another Kahoot game we're going to do tomorrow on tomorrow's stream. We're also going to be having more Amigo chats, answering questions, and having some fun times. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern, in case you're wondering. At 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. New Zealand Time, or 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And even for the sake of Alfie, 12 a.m. UK Time. Okay. Anyone got an outro question they would like to ask? Didn't you have one earlier, Zach, that you said you got a question? Or is that for Ryan in the chat? Oh, that was for Ryan in the chat. I'm blanking right now. Okay. Hmm. What sort of outro question could we do today? Oh, Zach got one. I do got one. Because I'm drinking something. And I thought, okay. So if you could create any type of soda flavor, what would it be? I remember when I visited New York many years ago, they had those soda machines. They had like how many flavors, like 100 different flavors of soda. <laughs> Carissa knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was pretty cool. I'm not sure what would be my favorite. Okay, honey and peanut butter soda. That's what I have to say. What would you guys say? Let us know in the chat what, your, what would be the favorite soda you could ever invent. It's a goodbye from Ryan. Oh, this is a really hard question. Um, there may be already like a soda similar to it because I think like root beer or whatever or sarsaparilla is similar, but licorice, licorice kind of flavor, like, but really strong, like licorice flavor would be so good. <laughs> Bye from Beck. Yeah, pass on the licorice one. I've had your licorice, guys, and that's no, not a chance I'd be buying that. But I would probably go for something like a salted caramel type of fizzy drink. I think that'd be interesting, but see you from Paul. See you from Glenn. Um, I'm not very inventive. I'd go with Coke. Can't get anything better. See you from Abraham. I like eating chocolate, so imagine like drinking chocolate in like a soda. So that's what I'd go for. Uh, goodbye from Zach. I'm going to have to go with like a, a, a grape Jolly Rancher. That'd be pretty good. One of that Ryan reminded me of that thing. Uh, by the way, it's called Kona Ice. I'm not sure if it's only in New York, but I was trying to search that up. Um, I would go with one of those because it's like amazing. Although that's not soda, it's like shaved ice. I would go with one of those. I haven't had it in a while. It's amazing. Bye from Chris. 
Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow from Pete, who's meowing right now. Nathaniel, Ruben, Venus, Selena, Daxton, Mazel, Julia, whoever else served today. Abraham took my answer because I heard the, of a chocolate soda on a movie once. I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. But I'm going to add a little bit further detail, dark chocolate soda. That sounds good, too. Dark chocolate soda. Interesting flavor there. <laughs> hey, thanks for your answers, everyone. Uh, in the chat, someone said strawberry. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice, actually. I like that idea. Nutella, peach, banana, vanilla, apple fizz, cheese and ham sandwich. Interesting flavors there. <laughs> Let us know what they taste like if you ever do make that. Looking forward to hanging out with you guys tomorrow. It's been a pleasure again to stream and be with enjoy your company enjoy your company and the company of your others that you're with in the live chat join training if you have if you haven't yet and between now and tomorrow go and serve your king